0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the HFFL podcast. This is episode three, and I have Kellen and Brendan Lynch on the pod. This is one of the best rivalries in the HFFL. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. I'm ready to go. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. same here. Same here. All right. Just hoping Brendan behaves himself. Yeah, we'll it's see not going to happen. That. We will see about oh, that. All right, Brendan, <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Currently living in Fort Wayne, Indiana, one of the funnest cities on the planet and the greatest state. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, hell, it's the worst. Um, we went to the same bar last night that we go to every time, and they decided to charge eight dollar cover, even though it is the worst <laughs> bar ever. Good news is it was one dollar drinks, so that works. Nice. <laughs> you made up for it, boy. Yeah. Thank God we didn't have class till like one thirty, but some people had to go to their clinical for like seven in the morning.
2: I don't know how. Being a doctor sounds
1: pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm (laughs) currently in physical therapy school, Um, living in Fort Wayne at Trine University. Uh, I've got a year and a half left. Um, I've been in this league since, what, 2016, I believe.
0: Yep.
1: Um, And it has been a long uphill battle.
3: (laughs) I feel your pain.
1: Yeah, we'll get into it later, but long story short, Kellen and I both kind of took over two dumpster fire neglected teams, and we are just now starting to get competitive. So, it's been a long road. Other than that, um, I'm excited to be on, and I can't wait to to
0: get going. All right. Kellen, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, sure.
2: Um, So, I'm a happy (laughs) resident of Canton, Michigan for just under two years now. Uh, What I do for a living, Brendan absolutely loves when I talk about my job. So, um, I thought about just going into way more detail than what was needed, just to piss Brendan off, <laughs> get him in a mood. But I'll, I'll give you the brief uh, elevator speech here. So I work for a company called Lafarge Wholesome. Um, it's probably the biggest company that you've never heard of. Wow. Um, we, we're a building materials company. I, I told you you love this. We're a building materials company. Essentially, we we produce and sell cement, which is the powder used to make concrete, which is the second most consumed product in the world after water so we uh <laughs> that's it's good a to know everybody yeah it's a fun fact for you so uh you can't say you didn't learn something from this podcast so there's definitely so a market for this stuff be about- I don't even understand that joke, but we'll we'll roll through it. So what I do with uh, my role as a marine modal manager is I uh, manage and coordinate the transportation of boats and barges on the inland river system. That's the Mississippi, Ohio, Illinois, Tennessee, Cumberland, uh, and the intercoastal waterways east and west, which is essentially the, the Gulf of Mexico. Um, to move our product from our plants to our terminals to then sell to our customers. So um, that's uh, what I do for a living. Brendan, you you still breathing over there?
0: Hashtag not a sponsor.
2: Sorry, I (laughs) fell asleep. What happened? Yeah, no free ads. Sorry, boys. (laughs) Um, Kids, uh, my favorite answer to this question is none that I know of.
3: Um,
2: (laughs) And uh, how long have I played uh, fantasy football? I started in 2009, I think, is uh, when I tracked it back to. I remember my first two draft picks. Uh, I was the last uh, pick of the first round, so I went back to back. And I took Andre Johnson and Drew Brees, and I was hooked from that moment. Um, I learned quickly that you really need a running back in those early rounds. But um, that, uh, that it was like a rush, making those first two draft picks. So I was hooked immediately. I remember it like it was yesterday, walking up to the board and writing those names down. So been in the HFFL since 2016, same as Brendan. My rivals, I mean, it's tough to have rivals when you're an absolute punching bag for the entire league for three years. Um, Like Brendan summed it up perfectly. We took over just dumpster fires and it's been nothing but an uphill battle. Uh, but we're, you know, if I had to pick a rival, I'd say it's Brendan and Jimmy, the two gentlemen on the phone right now. Uh, Brendan, obviously he's family. We joined the league at the same time. Uh, we're, you know, we knew we were rebuilding from the get go and we're kind of on the same, same schedules for finally being competitive. Um, Jimmy, he's family now too. So uh, gotta, if that, if playing against family doesn't bring out your competitive spirit, I don't know what does. And plus now I need to take down the champ.
0: Yes, the champ. That's right. Yep, yep. Well, we are definitely happy to have you both. Um, you guys took over the two expansion franchises that we added in this league in two thousand nine, which took us from a twelve team to a four team team league. So, obviously, those, those were just trash franchises. Um, they are statistically the worst franchises in league history, and, yes, that does include Wolf. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's not really surprising. You know, these students started at a huge disadvantage. Um, Brendan, your franchise is 43-98-2 in its 11 seasons. You've never made the playoffs. <sighs> best record that team's ever had. Yeah, best record Easy. that team's ever had is 7-6. and six. Um, and Brennan has gone fifteen and thirty-seven in his last four, four seasons.
1: Um, you, so you didn't make playoffs last year, Brennan?
0: Nope, he was six and seven. No. He just, missed. Oh, he just missed. man, well he's definitely he's definitely poised I, to make a make a run here. Sure, I
1: I did not lose sleep over not making playoffs yet.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I bet I, I, yeah, I wouldn't either. Um, and then Kellen's franchise, it went uh, 43 or 49-93-1 in its 11 seasons. Um, it did make the playoff once in 2013 when it was 8-5, and five, but it got housed in all three games. Um, Kellen is 18-33-1 in his four years, and he actually has won 13 games in the last two years, uh, making the playoffs last year as the sixth seed, but he got sacrificed to the champ, lost by 100 points, so... Then no, it brutal. got ugly real quick. Yeah. Either way, though, I want to thank you guys for being in this league. You guys have really helped stabilize the league. I know it, it's been rough with these two teams, but you guys have brought them both around to you know respectability. So it's definitely helping the league to have you guys for sure.
1: And the good news is, I have no plans of going anywhere.
0: Nice. Well, that's good. To, that's good to know.
2: I don't either. Being just being respectable—that's my goal. Okay. And you guys will both be
0: that, I think, this year for sure. All right, so tell me about your guys' interest in DraftKings or FanDuel and maybe even about sports betting now that Michigan has legalized it. Brendan, you a big fan of DraftKings or FanDuel or sports betting?
1: So I've been doing DraftKings for, I don't know, three, four years, um, doing the daily, weekly lineup in football. I gave it up about halfway this year just because I was putting other good teams and still not winning money, which pissed me off. So they so weren't I, that good. So they weren't good <laughs> enough. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Right right so when i clicked that i live in indiana and betting is legal here so i just started straight up doing spreads and teams winning and all that fun stuff and i love it um especially when both your major fantasy leagues are absolute garbage <laughs> <laughs> it, brought some, it brought some more fun in there so um football i actually won about 100 bucks this year betting Five dollar bets uh, nice. a week, I don't know wow week, week eight on, so it's not that much. it's low bet, low stakes. um ever since football ended, I've been doing college basketball, which I know nothing about <laughs> and hockey, which is probably the hardest sport to gamble on, and I have not moved. I think I have the same exact money in my bank as I do since the Super Bowl. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: nice. But it's fun. Uh, it keeps the offseason fun. It's making the F- AFL more fun. Otherwise, I don't know what else I would be doing. XFL? XFL. What did I say? Yeah. AFL? AFL, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. XFL. You know, what I, you know what I man I got you. What about you, Kellen? You a fan of DraftKings FanDuel or sports betting?
2: oh yeah huge fan um DraftKings contests have become a weekly thing for me for the for the NFL season I usually have one or two side contests in DraftKings each week on top of the normal fantasy leagues um my buddies now we've got a group chat now with I'd call it a golf league or a degenerate gambling group chat kind of thing and We are doing DraftKings every night for basketball, hockey. We're doing golf tournaments every weekend. It's really taken over my my group of friends. Um, And I love DraftKings so much that um, I joined a DraftKings league for the first time this past year. Um, And it's awesome. I knew one buddy in it. Um, It's like 30 people in the league. My one buddy, shout out Matt, uh, he uh, he got me hooked up with it. Uh, He's the only guy I know in the league, so I thought. Um, so you're head to head against someone is more is a more expensive league, but if you win your matchup, you get money back. If you're a top ten scorer of the week, you, you get money back. There's a lot of payouts along the way. So that's pretty cool. And like I said, I thought Matt was the only guy I knew in the league until I went to the Lynch family Christmas party this past year. And my cousin's husband comes up to me and says, Hey, we're in the same fantasy league. I'm like, Neil, what are you talking about? He's like, This is you, right? I go, Yeah. And it uh, turns out he's in the same league, same situation. He knows one guy who hooked him up with it. Um, so, yeah, it turns out Cousin Neil is in the same, uh, same league as me for drafting.
1: That's, that's, that's awesome. awesome. It's absolutely world. wild that, what, there's at least four people from Michigan on this national gambling league. Right. Yeah. And four of each other have a connection to each other at least. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's kind of wild. That is that is cool, small world, yeah, and then uh sports betting, uh, I just started getting into it halfway through this past n f l season um in a in a to paraphrase, I just suck at it, my bookie absolutely loves me, so um, I think I still owe him money, actually, I'm lucky he hasn't broken my kneecaps, but um pretty I know. Yeah, you owe him some money, too, so he might just <laughs> knock us both out. But um, I've had some bad luck, though. Every, like, Monday, when they recap the weekend, I'm like, oh, look at this bad beat. I can assure you I was a, a victim to it. So I've had what some was, bad luck. So
1: Do you remember that Seattle beat that you had? Oh
2: Yeah. That was oh, great.
1: yeah. Talk, Dude, talk about I that. I
2: remember. Yeah, week seventeen, Seattle at San Francisco, I believe, or maybe they were in Seattle. Other, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Seattle was a home dog, I believe. Uh, yep. They were they were getting three and a half, four and a half points. Um, I I put three separate bets on Seattle straight up, Seattle plus the points, and uh, the over. And if you don't remember week seventeen, Seattle drove all the way down the field with. No time left, pretty much. Uh, the ball was at the one, and for some reason, I don't know. They were totally okay with taking a delay of game penalty to now make it first and goal from the 11. Uh, they dicked around for three plays. One play got, uh, for some reason, a pass interference wasn't called in the end zone. Um, and then they, on fourth down, last play of the game, they uh, Russell Wilson threw a pass to some jabroni that got tackled at the two-inch line uh and that's the play that prevented me from covering all three bets the the seahawks straight up seahawks in the points and the over so instead of oh and three i went uh, or instead of three and oh i went oh and three so um thanks for uh opening
0: that wound back up brendan I'm hot. yeah, yeah no problem that was great for me and brendan i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> we were we were texting on the side about it it was awesome oh my I... uh,
2: I think hurt. I
1: won like two bets because of that. So I was perfectly <laughs> fine. <familiar.
2: laughs> and, and so that's one of multiple uh, examples of when my bookie texted me. He was like, that was bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: he like felt bad
2: for me. So uh, he's a good dude. But yeah, he's like, wow. Like your luck will turn around eventually. But he probably just wants me to keep making bets so I yeah. can give him it money. It's a smart bookie.
3: <laughs>
2: so, oh, <yeah>. uh,
0: <laughs> so, Kellen, rumor has it that you like Cooper Cup. <clears throat>
2: Oh, yes. The the rumors are very true. Um how much time do I have? <laughs> do Go think? off. <laughs> let me let me take a little sip of wine here. I'm I'm one of those manly guys that uh, likes to drink a little more low. I'm sorry, Cabernet. It's uh who likes to drink some wine and talk football here. Um All right. You guys, uh you guys ready to uh to get messed up with some knowledge here?
3: See it.
2: All right, so Cooper Cup, everybody knows the name. He was a third-round pick, 69th overall, nice, nice, by the L.A. Rams in the 2016 NFL Draft. Now, on the surface, that seems like a pretty aggressive draft pick to spend on a player from the Big Sky Conference. Um, I mean, I'm a total Cooper Cup fanboy, as you two already know, and the listeners on the pod can probably realize by now that since I have a whole segment dedicated to him, um, that they realize i'm a huge fan uh, of this guy so i'm probably the original cooper cup fanboy. i'm sure everyone's familiar with matthew berry on espn he refers to him as my little cooper cup i like matthew berry um but i can't stand when he says that like i was on the cooper cup bandwagon well before he was coming out of eastern washington i i knew who this guy was i knew what a monster he was when i looked at his numbers um See, so yeah, I've been on the bandwagon for years. I've been driving the bandwagon for four years now for Cooper Cup. Um, and I like to tell people I like Cooper Cup. Or I was a Cooper Cup fanboy before it was cool. Um, I'll get back on track now, though. The, so the third round pick on the surface seems aggressive for a player out of the Big Sky Conference. But um, – I don't know if I have a goal here other than simply educating on everyone of the greatness of Cooper Cup during college. Uh, but if I do have a goal, I guess it's to convince everyone that that third-round pick was not a reach. It was actually kind of a steal for a guy with these numbers, regardless of where he played college ball. So so here we go. <clears throat> the The picture I like to paint when I talk about Cooper Cup – is uh, you know those times in college when uh, you drank too much and you're just filled to the brim with cheap booze and overall regret? The room's spinning. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't know. But the room's spinning. Yeah, okay. Do I need to play some of my voicemails from here in college? (laughs)
1: Do I need to play your 22nd birthday voicemail?
2: Uh, I don't even remember that. Let's not go into that right now. Um, So, yeah, so you drank too much. The room is spinning. You just need to make yourself throw up, or as I call it, get the demons out. Uh, The advice I would give to any young college go-getters right now is don't stick your finger down your throat or have your buddy punch you in the stomach or something like that. Have some class about it. Instead, just look over Cooper Cup's college test (laughs) from his time at Eastern Eastern Washington University. The word I would use to describe these numbers is gaudy. Uh, A quick glance at his numbers from college, and you're going to throw up. It's that easy um so let, let's run through these numbers i've got all four years of, of his college career uh and then i have it capped off with some trivia or uh or slash uh, fun facts so i right. hope you guys are ready i'm gonna open another beer <clears throat> yeah go ahead yeah buckle in boys this is gonna be a long one <laughs> all right let's start in 2013 this is cooper cup's freshman year uh, his numbers, 93 receptions for 1,691 receiving yards and 21 touchdowns. That's in 15 games played. In 2013, in that freshman year, Cooper Cup won the freshman year, or I'm sorry, the freshman of the year for the Big Sky Conference. Let's move on to 2014, where his numbers were 104 receptions for 1,431 receiving yards and 16 touchdowns, all while fighting through a season-long ankle injury. Um, I wish I had some kind of accolade to to read off for 2014, but I guess that performance wasn't good enough for anything. He was kind of a loser that year with his 16 touchdowns and 1,400 yards. 2015 and 2016. Uh, 2015, he had 114 receptions for 1,642 receiving yards and 19 touchdowns. And in 2016, he had 117 receptions for exactly 1,700 yards and 17 touchdowns. In 2015 and 2016, yeah, yeah, not bad, right? Um, So in 2015 and 2016, he won the Big Sky Conference Offensive Player of the Year, both those years, Um, um, and that finished out his career at Eastern Washington. He's the only wide receiver to win this award in the Big Sky Sky Conference's history, and he did it back-to-back. 2015, his junior year, also included the Walter Payton Award, which is the Heisman equivalent in FCS as the best player in the league. Not bad. Those numbers are pretty sick. Not, not so, bad at all. Not bad at all. No. Not bad. And we're not done. We're, we're still going strong here. <laughs> so, uh, Cooper Cup finished his career as Division I football's career leader in every major wide receiver category. That's receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. He also threw four touchdowns during his career. He had 10 pass attempts for 180 yards with a 70% completion percentage. I don't care who you are, that's pretty good. And, the, uh, and he returned three kick, uh, kickoffs for touchdowns and one rushing touchdown during his time at Eastern Washington. So I did the math for you. Cooper Cup totaled 82 touchdowns during his college career and over 6,700 yards during his college career. This guy does it all. He'll, he'll run it, he'll throw it, he'll catch it, he'll take the dog on a walk for you if it'll help you win a football game. There's nothing this guy won't do. He's getting in the end zone. No, I read you those numbers. I need to go find a trash can to throw up. <laughs> Very nice. How do you respond right. to
1: people that say he's washed up and his knees are already shot?
2: Uh, I would have you look at his numbers from last year when he had 94 receptions and almost sucked. 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns.
1: Nope, sucked.
2: On a team whose offense regressed.
1: He's already on the, the downhill.
2: And I would also say in 2018 he did go down with an injury. But at the time when he went down, he was the leading fantasy wide receiver in in fantasy, uh, not in PPR formats.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Very, very nice. Very well done. Yep. There. I'm <laughs> not done yet. Oh, you're still going. I went and got <laughs> well, a beer. I'm still going. I, I went and got a beer during the sophomore stats. I came back. You're still going. We'll, we'll grab two more because I still have a half a page of notes
1: here. i took a piss during that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. So, um, Cooper cup is second on the list. Uh, most time, uh, let me, let me start that over. Cooper cup is second on the list of most consecutive games with reception in all of division one college football with 52 games. The reason for being second is that he only played 52 games. So he literally caught at least one pass in every single game he played. Now, the easy thing to do here is to question the level of competition that Cup faced in the Big Sky Conference. I don't blame you, but let me let me address that right now. Here. Just let me say this quote from an NFL scout before the twenty sixteen draft when asked if Cooper Cup's collegiate accomplishments would translate into being a starter at the NFL level. And I quote In twenty fourteen, Cup punked both Marcus Peters and Sidney Jones when he took on Washington. Two players that went that both went in the first round of their drafts. You tell me if he's going to be a starter, end quote. First of all, yes, that's a football professional using the term punked to describe what one player <laughs> did to two first-round talent cornerbacks. Uh, and Cooper Cup went off in that aforementioned game against the Washington Huskies for eight receptions for 145 yards and three touchdowns on the road at Washington. That, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup was my have-to-have guy in the 2017 draft. Or maybe that was 2016. I I think it was 2016. That's a typo. Um, I remember the look, Jimmy, the major look of disappointment in your eyes when I was on the clock for our draft. We pulled into Sportsman's for some pizza and beer, and I declared to you, I'm taking Cooper Cup. I have to believe you were hoping that I would make probably the smart decision and take Jamal Adams with that pick. I'm sure he was probably the chalk pick. At that point in the draft, but I went with my gut and I got my guy, and I came away happy with my decision. So, what um, what pick did you say this was? This was a round three pick, I believe. I meant to have the draft. Oh, here we go. I could tell you in ten seconds here.
0: Great podcasting, here, guys. Uh Uh, Okay, second round pick.
2: This is pick two point oh five in the twenty seventeen draft. Two point oh five. And Jamal Adams did go one pick directly behind Cooper Cup, but. Looking back, I'm still very happy with the pick. Um, like I said, I had to have him, and uh, I, I think the guy's an absolute stud, and I don't think his college numbers get talked about enough, even if he did go to the Big Sky Conference at Eastern Washington University.
0: Wow, nice, nice work up there. That was I, beautiful. I, I spent an hour or two just on Cooper Cup. I, I believe that. I believe that. All right, 20 minutes in, and we're going to talk about the HFFL a little bit here. Wait, wait a minute. Okay. I have pause. three
2: trivia questions.
0: They're quick. Let's hear them. Let's hear
2: them. All right.
0: The Super answer Cooper Cup. Cup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Brendan, you got all three right. Uh, no. All right. So, this is, this is fun for at home. So, Brendan and Jimmy, if you know the answer right away, let's – Let's give it a few seconds. Let the people listening, uh, let's give them a chance to think about it. But uh, Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington University. Which former Detroit Piston attended college at Eastern Washington? So, again, please don't answer right away. Let's play some Jeopardy music real quick.
1: You don't even like basketball.
2: Yeah, but I was doing my research and came across this. So
0: All right. Any guesses? He was a guard. Something Wash. uh, I can't remember his name. He was a guard. I know
2: that. I don't even know what position this guy was. Brendan, any guesses? Um, no. Rodney Stuckey. Yep. Okay.
3: Huh.
2: All right. Cooper Cup, like I said earlier, had 52 consecutive games with at least one reception. Again, he only played 52 games. But who is number one on this list for most consecutive games with reception in Division I football history?
0: Caesar Shorts.
2: No. No. That's worth it. Brendan, any Say that guesses?
1: again. Say that one more time.
2: So Cooper Cup had 52 consecutive games with at least one reception. And that was good enough to be second all time for consecutive games with a reception. Who was number one in D1 football? And I'll give you a hint. And it's not who you're thinking of, but fire up chips. Oh, is it Brian Anderson? It's Brian Anderson. Uh, 54 consecutive games. Brian Anderson was a man.
0: I don't even he know who Brian that Anderson good. is. No, he was. A I man. looked at his stats.
2: I was not blown away. I really wasn't. Just good. He was the when Great was, White Hope before the Great White Hope.
1: Yeah, when you're comparing to Super Cup. Cooper Cup it's <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. Um, I'm surprised you got that one even then, Jimmy. Um, okay, Dirt. Cooper Cup leads all Division One football with 6,464 receiving yards during his collegiate career. Who is the FBS leader in this category? Again, give it a, give it a minute for the people at home. Any guesses? I don't know. That's a good one. No idea. You're, you're, you're yeah, going to know right. the name. No. Um, if there's any Western Michigan Broncos listening, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. With 5,278 <laughs> receiving yards, which is 1,186 fewer yards than Cooper Cup. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. It shows right, like that sucks. Thank, so. thank you for the time. I feel like uh, the last 20
0: minutes have been <laughs> like what my entire life has led up to. Well spent 20 minutes. All right, so we're going to move on to some recent HFFL transactions. So we have three trades we're going to go over. We're going to start with uh, an, all three of them involve Corey. Pretty much every trade that has happened so far has involved Corey. Uh, um, the first one is Corey getting Mitch Trubisky and giving Walt the 3.08. Callan, what do you think about that trade?
2: I've been doing a lot of talking. Brendan. you go first. works. work.
1: <laughs> all right, so on the surface – for Mitch Trubisky is probably a fairer deal. My thing, and I'm actually a Mitch Trubisky supporter. I think in the right system with a strong defense, with a strong running game, like we saw two seasons ago, he can win games. That's his ceiling. And it's not a good fantasy football ceiling. So with 3.08, Why not take a chance at a quarterback that's going to drop? I would rather, I don't know, take someone late and maybe he sucks. Maybe he ends up doing okay. But it's better than Mitch Trubisky. We've seen his best. I don't like him. So, for example, I took Lamar Jackson at 3.04. And I did not expect what we got from him which is the MVP of the league. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> <By the way. laughs> I feel like a siren could go off right now. <laughs> but even then, I would have rather taken someone who in a year, year and a half, I said, this guy's not any good. than they have Mitch Trubisky, who we've already seen the best of. Him. So I don't, I would rather keep that in my, that 3.08 in my back pocket and take a chance at somebody than to trade it away for Mitch Trubisky who isn't a good fantasy football quarterback. I don't know. What do you guys think?
3: All right, go ahead.
2: So this, in my opinion, it makes some sense from both sides, but I think this is, I think it's a win for Walt. Um, I agree a lot with what Brendan said Um, from Walt's, side i think it's viewed as a as a success because he got an asset for a qb the lions fan in me just wants to say mitch trubisky stinks out loud
3: um
2: (laughs) but if i want to be a little more refined about it um he just hasn't been that good i mean it's still not a good narrative about this guy um or at least it hasn't been good so far in his, his young career. He's he's a young player. He's football young. He didn't play a lot in college. He, I don't know. He People are still – I don't know if they're as excited about him as they were last year. Last summer, I, I remember reading that he was uh, the money leader in Vegas uh, to win the MVP. Now, he had good juice on those odds. Um, but, I mean, obviously a lot of people believe him and they like what they see. I mean, the Bears – moved up to take them where they did in the draft. So clearly they like something about this guy. Maybe they proved him wrong already. I, I've been hearing reports just this week, kind of like going back and forth. Mr. Biscay's our guy or they're looking at other options. I mean, I, this guy's future is up in the air. I agree completely with what Brendan said. I would have preferred to use 3.08 to take a chance on a rookie. Um, but I mean, from Corey's uh, perspective I see what he's doing here He's taking chances He's trying things His team needs everything He now has three young quarterbacks um, Who does he have here He's got Sam Darnold He's got Trubisky He's got Kyle Allen I assume his gonna strategy hit. Exactly That's exactly where I was going He's going for numbers here One of these guys has to turn out I can tell you right now It's not going to be Sam Darnold Because I'm a Notre Dame fan He went to USC I think um, it is Sam Darnold it probably is. It makes me want to... Chicks.
3: Um, <laughs> yeah, getting mono at
2: the bars. Um, but, yeah, I I understand what Corey's trying to do here, but I see this as a big win for Walt.
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously, I agree with you guys. Um, especially with the Bears saying, even today, you know, they're looking at veterans to push him. That's just, that's a bad move for me by Corey. And to, to add into uh, Brendan's humble brag, I took Mahomes at 3.10, so you know just keep those things, take your shots see what happens
1: the worst part right. about that is you offered Mahomes to me yes i did I for a know. second i don't remember it was
0: a for a second
1: yep. i remember saying no i'm not high on that guy
0: yeah uh, yeah
1: thank you by the way
0: uh, so i the just want to add
1: i do it one of my college buddies uh worked for the bears for three seasons and after last year i saw him And he said, I was all high on Mitch Trubisky, like, hey, this guy might be good enough to actually do something. He said, Mitch has a lot of growing up to do. (laughs) So he nailed it. Um, After last season, two seasons ago, when everyone was high on him, not high on him, but kind of a good enough standard, he called it out and said, "Eh, I don't think so. So Mitch Trubisky for 3.08. I don't know. I'd rather take a shot. Yep,
2: I'm actually, I'm actually very surprised that Walt turned Mitch Trubisky into an asset, an asset oh, in this coming yeah. draft. So I think that's a job very well done by Walt. Yeah,
1: that's Walt a guy that down. otherwise would have probably been dropped come draft time.
0: No, I, I yeah. agree. I would have made him hold him yeah. until he dropped him because yeah, he's right. dead weight. So
1: yeah.
0: All right. So, so the Walt, next trade, a, trade, uh, draft a wide receiver and then trade him to me. Yes, that exactly. That's a boy, Walt. 308, perfect spot for you. So the next Corey and Walt trade, um, Corey gets Montez Sweat, Walt gets two point one three in a twenty twenty one third. Brendan, what do you think about that trade?
1: So first off, looking at Montez Sweat, I didn't know he went to Michigan State for two thousand fourteen and fifteen. Currently, Dantony would probably one hundred percent forgot that. Yeah, (laughs) I guess Dantonio didn't pay him enough. That scumbag. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're an idiot. What guy <laughs> has something up. <laughs> you don't nah, just walk away in that. middle of Go February. Go on with the
2: chlorophyll. Anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, overall, probably a fair trade. I think Corey's getting a young linebacker with a lot of promise. Um, if you look at his week 17 and 18, Montez Sweats, he scored 17 and 18 points, which is huge. So you gotta wonder, is that a sign of things that come? Is he warming up? What's or is that just a you know, coincidence? Meanwhile, Walt flipped Montez Sweat, who was a 2019 3.07 draft pick, into a two point one three in a future third. Yep. So yep. already he got a lot better of a return than where he drafted him.
3: Yep. So overall I
1: think I think Corey added to his linebacker mm-hmm. core, um, Instead of just – or, Cor- I'm sorry, Corey has a good linebacking core and doesn't need Montez Sweat just resting on his bench, not doing anything, and he turned that into a decent pick, whereas Walt got a pretty good up-and-coming linebacker.
0: What do you think, Kevin?
2: Uh I agree a lot with what Brendan said. So, uh, I see this as a win for Walt, to, to sum it up. Uh he gets two picks. It, Brendan nailed it on the head. He drafted Montes what at 3.07 last year, and he now sell sells him for essentially what is two uh two second round picks. Two point one three this year, and then Corey's third round pick in twenty twenty one, which let's face it is as good as being picked two point one five in next year's draft. For sure. Um I I don't mean to knock Corey by yeah. mm-hmm. by any means. Oh I do um <laughs> well, I, I I don't see Walt having a hard time Finding a replacement for Sweat Especially with those two additional picks at his disposal uh, Let's not forget Montez Sweat does have a medical concern With his heart Which I believe could flare up at any moment um, That was big around draft time when he was coming out um, So I think Walt was very smart To execute
1: this trade What uh, condition just, was it?
3: Uh,
2: I don't know Dr. <laughs>
1: Brendan I, No I, I just took a pathophysic class test on it on the hard. even so I wonder why you're what, still not
2: even qualified to like massage a groin if someone holds one of those. <laughs> I
1: ain't touching your dick.
0: <laughs> so I'm actually gonna go the other way on this one. So I okay. I do agree. Okay. I do agree that Walt got very, very good value for Montez Sweat. But Montez Sweat was a combine freak. I mean the guy ran a four four one at six six two sixty. He had the longest wingspan of anybody any edge prospect in twenty nineteen. And he's not a linebacker anymore. Uh, Ron Rivera is now their head coach. He's a 4-3 guy. Oh, he brought really in Jack Del Rio to be his defense, defensive coordinator. So, I mean, he's going to play defensive end. He's probably going to play across from Chase Young. So they can't double-team him. I mean, he's got huge upside. Yes, Corey is a Michigan State homer, big-time Michigan State homer. Um, but but he, you got to plant your flag on your guy. You know, this is a guy who has that, like, Daniel Hunter-like upside. So, if you if you got a guy, you love a guy. I mean, I did this a few years ago before Denio Hunter broke out. You know, I traded three-thirds for him, and everybody was just upset and freaking out about it. But, you know, if you got a guy, go get him. Say whatever you got to get to get him, and then just roll with him and see what happens. So, I'm going to side with Corey on this one just because I'm a big believer in getting your guy. <clears throat> now no, this, I, I, go, ahead, go ahead. I think it's Jimmy.
1: first, right? I don't think oh, you cool. have to have a winner. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a fair trade. I don't think there has to be a winner or a loser. I think it's each side got exactly what they needed, and they both got where they needed.
2: Yeah, that, that's fair. Yep. No, I yeah. No, Jimmy, this is why we pay you the big bucks as the, <laughs> the the guru here. I mean, you took it another level in the thought process that that I I just didn't even think of. But well, uh, like just to, to, to add on it, I mean, Corey
0: did that too. But we'll see. No,
2: I, again, like I didn't mean to rip on him at all. I, I, I probably that thought that through and, he, and let's see, I've had, I've gone against Corey twice now in the last 10 minutes, just looking at my fantasy football opinions record, I'm probably wrong <laughs> at least half of these. So, um, <laughs> and, I, and let's, let's not forget the fact that Montez Sweat was an absolute monster at Mississippi state. So um, it, 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 it wouldn't sur- surprise me much at all if Montez Sweat was just a beast in the league moving forward
0: so now this this last trade <clears throat> again another Corey trade this last trade is a big one this is the, probably the biggest trade we've seen this offseason um, Corey and Mike that made a trade Corey got Tony Pollard so running back from Dallas he's a second year player Jacob Hollister who is a trash tight end that for some reason Corey loves and Mike really <laughs> sold him um, he got 1.11. He got Mike's 2021 first and his 2021 third. Mike got Sony Michelle, Mr. 1410 himself, if you ask Corey, <laughs> and DK Metcalf, which if yeah, you're how team, about that? if you're Corey, I just don't understand trading DK Metcalf when you're at this point of a rebuild. What What do you think about this one, Callen?
2: Uh, I actually didn't see this one on the list, so I'm not really prepared. I'm gonna have to wing it, but so yeah. I'm gonna well, let Brendan gonna go that. first That's while nice I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry,
1: you can wing it. <laughs> what an idiot!
2: Yeah. Well, Brendan, you go first. Yeah, let Brendan, me. lead off. Though.
1: No, you
0: go. <laughs> Wait, me or Jimmy? All right, I'm gonna go. So, <laughs> yeah, go. Please save us. To me, Corey's gone. Corey went too far here. Like, I think he he got he got cute with the Mitch Trubisky thing. I think he did okay on, on Sweat. I love his thought process there. I love him going a layer deep and, and really thinking. Um, but this, to me, I mean, DK Metcalf is a, is a 22-year-old wide receiver who just had 900 yards and seven touchdowns as a rookie. This guy absolutely crushed the combine. He had better combine measurables than Julio Jones. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me. If, if I'm going to be an absolute dumpster fire of a team, I need at least one pillar, one building block, DK Metcalf is that guy. He showed that this year. Trading him for two for, for late yeah. firsts, you're very, very lucky if you hit on anything at 1.11 or anything in a late first like Mike's will be next year. To me, you right. just, he just he's he's getting cute. He got cute on this one. What do you think, Brandon?
1: <clears throat> All right. So this one was really tough to break down and digest just because there were so many moving parts. Um, Corey... Lost the best running back on his team in Sony Michelle. He scored 147 points. The next best is Pollard, who he just picked up from this trade, with 98 points. That's a huge difference. He also lost his lost his best running back in the trade. Um, and his next best is Anthony Miller with 116 points. So clearly, Corey is trying to trade his assets for future picks which I understand and respect because that's what me and Kellen have been doing the last four years. Yeah. We're no stranger to that. Right. But like you said, Jimmy DK Metcalf is a second year player who is only going to build more and more of a relationship with Russell <clears throat> Wilson. So you got to believe that he is going to be a stud in three, four years. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Mike has my, uh Zach Ertz, um as a starting Tight end. Hollister was just riding on his bench, which you can replace him in this draft, free agency, wherever. Who cares? He got a big upgrade in running back with Sony Michelle uh, for Pillard. And basically, he majorly upgraded his wide receiver running back depth. He lost a, um, a lot of draft picks, but I got to believe that you're fine with it. So, the only way Corey wins this trade is if he drafts well with those draft picks. Otherwise,
0: I think he made a big mistake. Oh, he has to nail both firsts and then, you know, get productivity out of that third. He's got to gotta kill it. it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, and I get, what were I'm the totally picks I'm fine with him.
0: him. He gave... I'm totally fine with him
1: getting rid of
0: assets. No, I but, mean you. You got to do what you oh, yeah. do, but you, you got to get a little bit more out of that. Yeah. You got to be greedy when you got the best yes. player in the deal. You got to yep. be greedy. Exactly. Um, he traded Kellen. He traded one point one one, a 20, first, and a twenty twenty one third. Um, and he got he also got Tony Pollard and Jacob Hollister for Sony and DK. So just you know, a lot of late picks. It's just it's yeah, tough. it's a tough look. I mean, I mean, DK Metcalf went one point oh four
2: last year, right? Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, it, and he he was a hit. The way I see it, just for DK alone, you got to replace that first round pick and get some sugar on top of that deal, which is probably another round first, another first round pick. I mean, you got to replace the first round pick that you spent on the guy, plus you got to take on the risk of trying to hit on another guy. Yeah. When someone comes to you as a buyer, that's. That's really how I see just kind of a fair deal going down. So I don't know if Corey got his full value there for Matt Cat. No. Yeah. I don't, yeah. No,
1: I, and I, I, know, I know Greg Olson's coming into Seattle, um, or at least rumors are. But I, I like said, Hollister. Yeah. I think you saw glimpses of him building a pretty good relationship with Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson where I don't know if he's going to be a stud, but he's going to be decent for at least a couple years. So I think his value was even more than what he got back.
0: See, no, he got – Corey got Hollister in the deal. That's what I mean. I got you. So to me, I I understand what you're saying. A lot of people like Hollister. You know, that was one of the players Corey was excited about. But he's a restricted free agent. You know, they do have Greg Olson. They also have, um, you know, big country Will Disley. He's – even if he stays on the team (laughs) – He's a third, great nickname. He's the third big country. Big country. So he just big I don't country. Know. I just like I said, I just think he got cute. I think he's getting excited. I love that he's excited. Yeah. I love that he's making moves. I love that he's active. Agreed. Hundred you know, percent. You just, just got to be careful when, you, especially when yeah. you're in a rebuild. If you're in year one of that rebuild, you don't trade a twenty-two year old stud wide receiver. You don't do it. Yep. Exactly. Right. Unless, right. unless somebody he's is so young, rack, backing up the truck. You know, that's the only way you do right. it. Right
2: back up the brink truck yeah i mean looking back at the trades that i made when when me and when me and Brennan first started i mean i i got some decent value in some of those trades but and i thought i was being greedy a lot of the times but i didn't Like looking back i was like i should have got way more yeah i I should have at least asked and i think i probably just took the best deal on the table which is what you have to do in
0: times like this but for sure um but if you're if you're that guy though and you're willing to shop that guy why aren't you making it public why are you saying, hey, I'm taking honors right. for D.K. Metcalf. Right. You know, my top offer rush? right now is two firsts. Who can beat it? Got you, have, you have nothing to lose. You have nothing right. to lose. Exactly. You have eight months and to I, go. And I'd be very
2: intrigued to see what D.K. Metcalf gets on draft day. In our, in our HFFL draft day. I mean, let's say – I don't know, someone slips in the first round, maybe you, maybe it's like a one-for-one one type of trade kind of thing for a stud running back. I mean, Corey needs everything. I don't know. You can be creative with that. I just don't understand the rush. Yeah.
0: All right, so we're going to move on to your guys' uh, dispersal draft, the 2016 dispersal draft with uh, Brendan, Kellen, and Uncle Jeff. Um, so what we're going to start with the best two picks for Kellen's team. Um, Brendan, what are your best two picks for Kellen's team in this draft?
1: So I just got to start off. What a – what a mess! Uh, I don't know who. Exactly... <laughs> we took over for teams that were clearly just neglected. For... What the
2: hell were they doing?
1: Yeah. nothing.
0: It was bad.
1: Yeah. the The biggest names for a lot of these teams were people who were a year or two away from retirement, and we had <laughs> <laughs> we had nothing to choose from. Or there were a couple. What we didn't know then, but were really young future stars that didn't have the greatest of rookie or second year seasons, but took a little bit of time to develop and now are, you know, phenomenal football players. So there wasn't much that we could go with. Um, I also want to say I did not have never had a league that used defensive players before
2: that was quite a learning experience
1: yep so i didn't know where to appropriately draft them um i didn't know how important they were i didn't know you know for example i drafted richard sherman in the 20th round and thought oh my god i just drafted one of the best players in the draft
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, (laughs) i I, didn't realize
1: yeah yeah because he was so dominant Nobody ever threw the ball that way, so he didn't get don't any you, fantasy football points. Don't you try to, with the sorry ass receiver like Crabtree. <laughs>
3: exactly. I'm pretty
1: sure from like the 10th round, and wherever I drafted him, the 20th yeah. round, I was like, oh yeah. my God, Richard Sherman's still on the board. Richard Sherman, oh my God, what the hell's going on? Yeah, so I, I didn't don't want to give that. any
2: spoilers away here, but after the 10th round, there really was not a wrong pick because they were no. all the wrong picks. No, mine is gonna, Zach hurts, but I'm going
1: to say that later as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I also didn't understand what the picks were. For example, you could draft pick 1.02, pick pick 1.12, whatever. There were, I don't know, 10 of them on the board or whatever it was. And I'm pretty sure I texted Jimmy in, like, the third round, like, hey, I'm seeing, like, I can draft pick (laughs) 1.02. What does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. I just didn't yeah. I, I just didn't get it. Like that's the best pick in the freaking draft. And, like was, like the third I,
2: round. I Brendan, can, I thought the same thing. And I remember when I figured it out, I was like Jimmy actually explained it. Perfectly. Oh yeah, I did. I, 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 was,
1: just,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was just, like, uh, I don't get it. But neither it, of right? us have ever looked per- stupid, so I was
1: like, yeah. And neither okay, of cool. us have ever worked with anything like that before, so it's right, just a right. brand new concept that we should have asked more questions about beforehand. But if yeah. you look, like, all of a sudden, pick round like three, I think it all clicked on us. Yeah. And, like every I pick agree. went in like the next two or three rounds anyway. So Jimmy, what did you want to know? Kellen's best two picks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What are the best two picks he made for his team in that dispersal draft? Brendan, that (laughs) was a great synopsis though. Uh, Oh, that was 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 great. uh, I I didn't, I don't think I really knew that. So I'm I'm glad that you brought that up. If
1: if I could do it all over again, I would have a completely different strategy.
2: Right. Oh yeah. The hindsight's 2020, but 1.02 should have been the first pick in the draft. Exactly.
1: And that's what I I have as your best
3: pick.
1: You picked up, pick 1.02 in what, the third round? eleventh round. The, the 11th person selected. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. It was so, insane. You were probably, Jimmy was probably like, what the hell? Who did I, I invite was, to this league? I was freaking out. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you traded that
0: to someone, right?
1: You, you traded yes, it to for yep, for Jordy haul.
0: Nelson. You yeah. so traded, well, traded packaged- 1.02 and Jordy for 109, 2.01, 2.02, 3.01, Twenty seventeen Walt first. We all know that's the one oh one. So that was a pretty yep. good haul though. Yeah. Yep. Hell well.
2: I think I think every one of those picks besides one point oh nine I traded away for more picks too. I'll get more into that later. But I actually I tried to track it all and I couldn't track those picks anymore. So that one pick I turned into probably seven or eight other picks. Yeah. And yeah.
1: So that's what I have is your best pickup. And it's uh, yeah, mostly because nobody else knew what the hell was happening there. Yeah, uh, your second best pick I have is Aaron Donald, Donald in the yep. fifth,
3: and
1: <clears throat> he is one of the best players in the league. Not just defensively, just one of the best. And this was the first, first should piece. be a lion. Yeah, don't don't mention that. I already did. We got Eric Ebron's a monster though. So <laughs> <picks. clears throat> um, but this I'm gonna get to it later. But this is your first building block of what you developed into being a monster defensive end lineup that you have. Yep.
0: Kellen, what are your uh, favorite two picks then for your team from that dispersal
2: draft? I, I agree with everything Brendan just said. My best pick of the draft was 1.02, which I flipped for several other picks over the course of time. I mean, Brendan already touched on pretty much everything. I'll just say that that 1.02 pick that I traded away ended up being a Laquan Treadwell pick at Mm. 1.02 so not only did i get several other assets in return but i dodged one hell of a bullet uh by by not making that draft pick um so yeah i tried tracking the history of that one pick what it turned into and that pick i traded for other picks which i then traded those picks for other picks it was a mess i couldn't even track it i just know that it, it, it was ridiculous. I did a really good job with that pick. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I'm really proud of that because there's very few things to be proud of in this dispersal draft.
0: <laughs> no, it, <laughs> but, but snowballing that pick, though, I mean, if you fast forward, yeah. that, that's the reason you made the playoffs this year. You were able to take that yeah. elite asset and turn exactly. it into multiple very good assets <laughs> and then keep breaking it down from there to build a team. So, no, I, I had your, your 102 as your best pick. Aaron Donald is a really good pick, and then you took yeah. 1.12 as well, which you ended up trading to wet for trading it to Wedge for his 2027 or 2017 first, um, and which ultimately moved that? it for Khalil Mack 1.12. Yeah, well, yeah. it was one of the ones you moved to Brendan for Khalil Mack. So I mean, you got Aaron yeah. Donald and Khalil Mack at that time; they were both playing D end. You know, that's that's huge. Yeah,
2: that damn trade <laughs> killed me. I, I
0: yeah, my
2: D line was even sicker than it is now with those two, but um. Yeah, can I can I touch on Aaron Donald for a second? Yes, yeah, please do. Go for it. So, so I mean that pick does kind of speak for itself, but I'm going to talk even more because you guys can probably you can probably tell I'm a talker. Um, <laughs> <and> it, <laughs> NFL Defensive Player of the Year in 2017 and 2018. In 2019, he was voted number one in the annual NFL Top 100 Players show, which is a show I'm an absolute sucker for, uh, where the NFL players uh, rank their peers, and he was ranked. Number one by his peers, which I think speaks volumes. Um, three years after taking him in the dispersal draft, he's he's still probably the best player on my team. I love Aaron Donald. Um, I mean, with him and Cooper Cup, you can probably say two of my top three favorite players in the NFL are LA Rams. So,
3: yeah.
2: uh, that that's a pick that I mean, fifth round. I it was actually a steal at that position.
0: Hard to not love somebody who scored 273 points in 2018. I mean, that's yeah. That's just otherworldly from a defensive yeah. lineman. That's a that's a great running back, you know. It's, it's nice. Right.
2: Right. And he's getting double teamed and chipped on yep. top of that. Triple uh, teamed every, every play. play. Every play.
3: Yep. Jimmy, do you remember what I
2: told you last offseason about Aaron Donald? No. Re- remind me. I, I, I told him he, I would be trading him and he'd be off my roster by week five. Well, it's a good thing you didn't. Well, I I just kept winning early in the year. So I was like, all right, I guess I got to go for it. But, yeah, I, I planned on
0: flipping him for,
2: like, a couple firsts or whatever I can get. But, yeah, he's he's a staple on my team now. But if anyone's interested, hit me up.
0: Oh, here we go. pod, pod trade. Here we go. Hey, Jimmy, GM, before for the we, digits.
1: before we move on, do you want to touch on how this dispersal draft worked?
0: So – the dispersal draft itself, we had the three teams. Um, I don't remember how we decided who got which pick, but it was a snake draft. Um, so there was a, a player pool. So all three teams, every player, every pick, every asset they had, put into one pool, and then Jeff, Kellen, and Brendan all pick from that pool of players. So the very first three-person draft. Yes, the very first for pick all available was players. Doug Martin. Which is comical. Back. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll get, get to, to that. that one. I'll get right. to that one. <laughs> so I mean, but that but that is the gist of it. Basically, you take three teams that were they were the three yep. empty teams that year. You combine everything they have, and then the three yep. new owners get to pick from all of those players and all of those assets. We actually just did that again this year for right. Julian and Sam. So yep. but yeah, it was nope. it was cool. That was our first actual ever dispersal draft. So you guys were the first two of two yep. of the first three to
1: ever do it. So correct yep. me if I'm wrong, but this is also an expansion draft right so only one team actually left but you added
0: no you two. are that is not correct this was not an expansion draft why we okay added, we I thought you expan- said that earlier we added the expansion franchises in 2009 oh, those, those okay. teams have been you. in the league for seven seasons they've been doing terrible but they were in the. league. so there it's were actually three teams that left yep there were three teams that left
1: okay, okay. i got you you said something okay. earlier that about the expansion i that was actually news to me, so I, that's why I asked the question. It's like, wait, what? Yep. The HFSL okay. was
0: originally a twelve-team league, and we expanded to fourteen in '09. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: All right, so hey, what were the best? Wait, two... Jimmy, Jimmy, one more yep. thing.
2: This yep. is just for you. I need ten seconds. Yep. My yep. other best, my other best pick was in round nineteen. I took Dan Bailey because kicker's most important position. At oh,
1: I was waiting for that to come up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we will get into that. I guess we will. Guess we will. Uh, all right, so what were the best two First kicker off the board? Brendan's team? Go ahead. John. What were the best two picks for Brendan's team, Kellen?
2: Uh, Keenan Allen in round three really stuck out to me. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I've never been a Keenan Allen fan. I think it's probably the injury uh, history that he has. But um, And now there's a question mark around who's throwing him the ball, but he got a lot of good years, well, three or four good years, really good years out of Keenan Allen. Um, another guy is Khalil Mack. Um, I think he played a season for you, Brendan, before I trade. Uh, nope. nope. Th- no. Did he even It was play that game? year. Yep. Okay. I-, I wondered if he even played a game, but yeah, I- I- you flipped him to me for Gerald McCoy in a first. I, I just, I loved Khalil Mack. So I-, I wanted to go after him, but those were the two that really jumped out at me as really solid
1: picks. What about for you, Brendan? What do you think your best two picks were? I have the same exact two. Um, So, Keenan Allen, I believe, was coming off of his rookie season. Gave me a year or two of good years. Got hurt. I was scared shitless. Typical. Um, And and then I traded him to you, Jimmy. Um, I don't remember what I got back. I meant to go and look him up, and I didn't. Um,
0: So, so you got the 2018 1.10, which you drafted Christian Kirk with. You got the 2019 1.11, which you drafted Hollywood Brown with. And the 2019 – 2019, 2.09, 2019, 2.09, which you took Rashawn Gary with, ooh. which isn't looking great right now. But No, but, but I still, would say two, two of the three, three panning out. Pause. Henry Ruggs just ran a 4.28. Uh, was that ooh.
2: live? I, that's Dang. why I just said ooh. Yeah, Dang. That's fast. That's not the record, though, right? No, nope. That's not the record, no, but that's fast. It's fast as hell. You can, can tell he's pissed. He's coming back. All oh, the yeah. should know. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. So, anyway, Keenan went back on track. In the third round, probably should have been – I don't know, once you get rid of all the draft picks that you could have drafted in that league is probably a top three player four years later that you could say.
2: He's Um, on the fringe, if not hard to Yeah. yeah.
1: So that was a pretty good pick. I got a lot of value from trading him to Jimmy, which I did well drafting at least with two out of the three standards-wise. Other ones, same as what you said, Kellen, Khalil Mack in the fourth. Um, Mm -hmm. I did trade him. Immediately. Um, so listen to this. I did some research. Yeah. So do you remember what I traded him for? No. Uh, go Gerald ahead.
2: McCoy and one of my first. I thought it was so two, something McCoy, else, I think.
1: So I not only did I get rid of Khalil Mack, but I got rid of Anquan Bolden. <laughs> what I got back was Gerald McCoy, who he was a lion then. I was pumped to get him.
2: Who? Anquan Bolden.
1: Anquan Bolden? Oh, oh, I forgot he ever played for the Lions. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a stud. I remember he's known
2: for catching every ball, and he dropped his first pass. (laughs) Welcome to the Lions.
1: So, Gerald McCoy, who is a good football player, but not a good fantasy football player. 1.12. Do you know who I got with that?
2: Nope.
1: No. All right. So, with the first ever HFFL draft pick in the 2016 draft.
2: Oh, it's a Notre Dame
1: player, isn't it? Brendan Selects, running back from the University of Notre Dame, <laughs> CJ Process.
2: <laughs> Brendan, we are going to touch on that exact issue multiple times later on.
1: Yep, I have it written down like twice. <laughs> um yeah, CJ Proceis uh, is the first ever draft pick out of me having a leaking uh, team in this league.
2: I can't what talk because my first pick was Will Fuller.
1: <laughs> what a fucking disaster <laughs> So in the other so I did get you didn't mention it, but I did get a 2017 first round pick from uh Wedge. You know who I get from that? John Ross. John Ross. Oh who what a loser. Finally yep. is looking to be okay, not
2: great. Well, Joey Burrow is gonna make him look like a G.
1: I hope so. But yeah, we'll, we'll
0: see. see. We'll see, see. He he has the combine record, by the way, at 422. Yep. He was a yep. monster, and he showed really good glimpses this year. Finally, yep. like yep. I mean, we'll yeah. we'll see. So yeah. I had Keenan Allen obviously as one of your best two picks, mm-hmm. um, and then another one I went with was two point oh three, which yeah. you used I, I, on I, I Jalen forgot. Smith. I had that written down. I forgot those. And I I thought you were an absolute homer. His knee was destroyed. I was like, yep. what? Are I remember sitting with both of you at the fire at the lake, just thinking, this guy is an idiot. What is he taking Jalen Smith for? Oh, Jalen, early? Yeah.
1: He's been a monster.
0: He's been a monster. I'm going to get a
1: great I, pick. Right. Was a great I pick. I was. It was a really good I pick. pick, regardless. Yeah, yeah no. Brendan,
2: you can tell when you figured it out because uh, uh, I forgot this bullet point earlier, but uh, you made three draft pick selections in a row, and yeah. I think that's that's when you really figured it out. You spent your seventh, eighth, and ninth round picks on picks 2.03, 2.05, and 3.05, and that yep. was your easy, easily your strongest three round pick range of the draft. Yep.
0: All right, so what about uh, the caveman, Uncle Jeff? What do you guys think were his best two picks? Brendan, you go ahead and start.
1: All right, hang on a second. I switched out of... Uh,
0: I'm ready if you
1: that's want me great. to go. go ahead, Count. Yeah, go for
2: it. So I can tell you it wasn't his final two rounds where he passed <laughs> on making picks, but um, that kind of sums up the talent pool of what we had to choose from. <laughs> um, Melvin Gordon was... Uh, he, he, uh, that was that probably his best pick. He, he nailed that pick. I, again, I don't. Maybe I hate Chargers, but I'm not a huge Melvin Gordon fan. But he hit on that one. He's got he's had some injury problems, but he's a hell of a good player. Um, you know, I was fortunate to get 1.02 in the fourth round, but Jeff followed my pick up by taking 1.06 directly after. So that's probably another one. And then the 1.07 was good, but his best pick has to be Zach Ertz in yeah. round 14. Yeah. What a find. Yeah. And I think I hated Zach Ertz that time because I had held on to him forever in my keeper league. Um, and he, he was titled the, the baby drunk that was mm-hmm. up and coming and he hadn't hit yet. And of course the year I traded him away or dropped him, the next year he blows up. So I think I refused to draft him then. But what a pick by Jeff in the 14th round. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Brandon?
1: Kellen, you once again, you hit on the same exact two that I picked. It's
0: like we're related or something. (laughs) It's weird. So no, it's more mine. like there was only like six good players in this draft. So exactly. Nobody really. Nobody really <laughs> it's, has there anything. It's great. There wasn't a ton
2: of analysis. There yet. was exactly. only two
0: players that actually scored points, so you had no choice but to choose them.
2: Everyone else was cut from the fifty-three man roster. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: I'm just, I'm just gonna bring it up now. The two people, the two new people this year. If you guys ever complain oh, about yeah. what you walked into. <laughs> <laughs> Holy They're spoiled.
3: Shit. They're you guys spoiled.
1: were like you're probably some of you probably have a chance to be better than me. I've been in the league for four years and have improved every single year. Yep. But holy shit, did we walk into a freaking disaster?
3: Oh
2: yeah, it was a mess. I, I, I need eight seconds here. Exactly right. eight seconds. Uh, Julian and yours trade for was it Todd Gurley for what? One point oh four? One point oh two. Oh, it's even worse. <laughs> Julian, what are you doing, man? What are
0: you doing? Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Julian, Carry on. Julian's in the in the the Kellen moles. He plays for big money in the leagues that he play in his other leagues. Obviously, you know the HFFL, the old ten dollar buy in <laughs> league. You know, we don't really play for money here, but but he he does. You know, he puts his money where his mouth is. He's got a couple hundred fifty dollar buy in type leagues. So, you know, he, I hope
2: he's right. Cause he knows he just his gave stuff. The champ,
0: the second overall pick, and they, that that irks me. The champ also lost his best running back. So. We'll see. We'll see how that one goes. It's uh, debatable. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So what were the worst yeah. two, two picks for
1: Kellen? Um, for Kellen, I would say, it, first of all, I want to bring up, it's so easy to look back yeah. four years later and to nitpick yeah. it like, oh, my God, you should have picked this guy over that guy, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's so easy to do that. Um, but the first thing that stood out to me was Jeremy Hill over yep. Moen Gordon. And this is a guy who, I don't know, when did we do this, July? So seven months earlier, Jeremy Hill is a guy who won me a fantasy football championship in a different league. And, Jimmy, I believe you as well. We were together when that happened, when he had that, like, 60-yard run. Yep. Yep. So I remember that. Yeah. So this is something that, I mean, everybody would have done it. Jeremy Hill had a hell of a year. Melvin Gordon had such a disappointing rookie year and looked like his career was going to be dog shit. So I would have done the same thing. Well, looking back four years later, mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon is the, probably the best, or if not the second best offensive player that we had available to us in this draft. So that was probably your first mistake. Um, second Whoa. one. Oh, go ahead. Go, no, you want to touch on it?
2: Well, yeah. On um, 7-6-2016, I traded Jeremy Hill for a fourth and a first. So.
1: See, I didn't look that deep into it. I just saw it. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Dude,
1: what did you do good with call. that first? Good call.
2: Yeah, good question. 2017 first round.
0: Did you actually use it or did you kick it down the line? I probably kicked it down the line again, but let me try That's it. I'm what... bouncing around spread. So I've got here. you in 2017. I've got you taking O.J. Howard at 108, and that's if it. Was that wedges pick? Yes.
1: Oh no, yeah, Brendan, so had
0: Brendan had yeah, wedges pick.
1: Brendan had wedges pick
2: 2016 or 2017? 17. You, you, t- uh, you uh, gave I, it to me for uh, I must uh, have j- traded it for Cleo Mack. Oh, did it? All right, so I flipped it for Cleo Mac. Hey, eh? well, yeah, all right,
1: not bad. All right, <laughs> not all right. bad. I didn't look that deep into it, but I don't know. You still hey, would have yeah. wanted, <laughs> <laughs> um. Second thing I have for you, and I ran out of options because, like I said a minute ago,
0: you're just going to – a
1: drafter. Uh, Yeah, after the first three, four (laughs) rounds, you're just going to nitpick to things that don't really matter. So you took Matthew Stafford over Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco is (laughs) (laughs) neat. He's got the best legs. Flacco's legs. Um, (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Um, No, I could really only come up with one that you could say like – Eh, I wish I did that over that, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. What about you,
2: Callan? What were your worst two picks? Uh, my worst two picks was anything after the draft picks were off the board. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's
2: how bad it was. Um, I mean, I had, I, I scribbled out Jeremy Hill because then I found out I flipped him for a picks so That was really good on my part. Um, I mean, I, Jimmy, I'm sure you've got one, but, I mean, I, I did I'll pretty go. well in this dispersal draft. I mean, I, I look at picks one through nine where I took either draft picks or guys that hit or I traded them for picks. So I'm, I was happy with that. I would say by back. far,
1: by oh. far, you did the best out of the three of us.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I would agree. Yeah.
1: Thank
0: um, you. You, had, you did have one glaring error, though. Are you ready for this? Lay it on me. So, Greg Olson. Greg Olson is 31 at the time of this yeah. draft you took him over the 1.07. So yes.
1: you could have a
0: really good point. That's, you know, that other than that, you know, you really didn't miss too much. Really. None of you guys really missed too much because you all missed at the beginning on the picks. And then you all kind of, at the same time, realized the value of the pick. So nobody really had a huge advantage, which was, was nice um, because, you know, yeah. nobody, nobody rail, railroaded anybody in this. So that was great. Right. Um, but obviously, I mean, Right now you look at a thirty one year old tight end, let's say Zach Ertz. Or no, Travis Kelsey's thirty one this year. You know, right. I, I don't know if I'd give the one oh seven for, for Travis Kelsey nope. right now. You know? It just depends absolutely on your not. team. You have to be absolutely in a championship window that's gonna end in the next two years if you're doing this trade. So yep. yeah, that was my uh, only real glaring mistake.
2: Well, that's a good point. But let me let me counter okay. with this. I, I traded Greg Olson and uh, a second round pick I got from you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Or Julius Thomas. Uh, okay. but also if uh Randy's first and Mike's fourth in 2017.
3: So yeah, I flipped them third.
2: for assets. There you go. But um <laughs> no, I I could have spent that better had I had I selected Zach Ertz, which I probably was just being a stub ass about, uh, I probably could have gotten three times the fix for that.
0: Just so you know, Michael Thomas was available at 107 in that draft. That, that's oh. wild. <laughs> <laughs> that, that hurts everybody. But I took Corey Coleman. <laughs> over Michael Thomas in that draft. You traded so, up for him, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I sure did. So, um, All right. So, worst two picks for Brendan. Kellen, you go ahead. Worst two picks for
2: Brendan. Cool. Um, you want to talk about that Notre Dame bias? <laughs> yeah, yep. let's do that. Yep. Tyler Eifert. Round you know took two. him over
0: the 1.02? Yikes. Oh, I, know. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Um, uh,
2: Brendan's straight up refusal to do his research and just overdraft <laughs> Notre
1: Dame players strikes again. <laughs> Actually, this is the first example on record. This is going to come up now. in about, I don't know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. It, <laughs> six hours. Now, yeah.
2: Eifert, Eifert was fresh off a 13 touchdown campaign in 2015. Yeah. Uh, as a Notre Dame fan, Brendan, being and you were ecstatic about this guy. But a tight end in round two of a three-person draft? Are you kidding me? Uh, (laughs) He still only had six – Tyler Eifert still only had 600 receiving yards that season, even with 13 touchdowns.
3: Uh, It was a
2: lazy pick, in my opinion, uh, and it rightfully burned him. I think Tyler Eifert played one game that next season before he got hurt. And uh, I don't know. (laughs) I wrote down – For my second bad pick for Brendan, I don't care. Tyler Eifert made me mad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I'll just call it anything after Khalil Mack or draft picks. It was a bad pick. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and go here because I 100% had Tyler Eifert in there too. But um, Marcus Wheaton, you took Marcus Wheaton over the 1.07. Yeah. Marcus Wheaton, from the moment you drafted him for the rest of his career, had seven Get catches were 102 lead. yards and one touchdown. That's it for the rest of his career. You took him over the 107. It just—I was—I was astounded by that one. But yes. again, Jimmy, I, I can
2: only imagine how frustrated you were watching us draft in these early rounds. Oh no, was it was—it was, it was oh, great. It was knowing great. how
1: things worked, and it was great. I thought you guys—you guys, if you knew, blood you guys pressure, told me if you had blood
2: pressure issues. Now it's because of this dispersal
1: draft. <laughs> Brendan, what did you have? All right. So the first thing that I have is taking, I'm going to combine it into one, taking Kelvin Benjamin and Tyler Eifert as my first two picks. That was brutal. I was I was (laughs) so high on Kelvin Benjamin. I thought he was gonna be a I think you say
2: like you're high on drugs.
1: (laughs) No. It's like not
2: surprised after looking at those picks.
1: But looking at the people on the board still after both those picks, 1.02 probably being the highest pick in the – I don't know. It it pisses me off. Other thing is looking at D'Angelo Williams. And the reason I picked him in the 21st round, and the reason I say that is this is coming off of Wavion Bell's second suspension. And I thought, he's going to get suspended again. (laughs) <laughs> D'Angelo's gonna step up he's gonna be in that, my number one run, running back he's gonna do fine well Le'Veon did not get suspended D'Angelo did not play like at all that year and was just a dumpster fire of a pick and didn't help me whatsoever
0: yeah yeah for sure all right so let's move on to Jeff's team what were the worst two picks for Jeff's team Callan
2: uh you don't have to look far for this one let's look at <laughs> take one point o one with the muscle hamster yep Doug martin. Wow uh he had a very quick and devastating fall from fantasy relevance starting that next season. I'm sure Jeff wants that one back um yeah. i i i I don't know like I have this thing where i'm not like big supporters of guys i, I talked about uh Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon. Doug Martin was kind of in that camp, too, so I probably wouldn't have made that pick. Um, but he was probably the chalk pick at 1.01 if the draft picks were off the board, 1.02 wasn't available. Right. So I, I don't blame Jeff because most people probably would have
0: made that pick. Yeah, for sure, especially at that time.
2: Yeah, he was a trendy guy at the time. So um, I don't really blame him. He just, you know, sometimes you whiff, and it's it just kind of happens. But my other one was uh, – Brandon Marshall, yeah, uh, that was a tough pick. Uh, same, same kind of thing. I mean, just didn't really ever do anything after that year. Well, um, so he was he was going but, into
0: his age thirty two season that year, and he took him right. over the one point oh two. You know, so right. that's just that's tough. And, and I don't say this to joke, but
2: the guy had some mental issues oh, at yeah. the time too, oh, yeah. which, which played sure. a a major role. So, uh, see. Very similar stories with Antonio Brown these days. Yeah, so, for sure. Um, but honestly, like I, I think I did do best in the draft. And Brendan, I don't mean to rag this, rag on you, but I think Jeff did okay.
3: No, I think he did. Yeah.
2: I, I think Brendan did okay too once he figured out the draft picks. Yeah, uh, because he around seven, eight, nine. So, um, I think we all kind of figured it out. But I mean, Jeff, Jeff got talent and picks, and but he he whiffed on his early round ones. No, I agree. Absolutely.
0: Alright, so, what do you guys see as the best value pick of the entire dispersal draft? Brendan, why don't you go ahead and go first? Brendan, did you do your your Jeff picks? Oh. No, good. yeah, let me go back and do right the about Jeff that. picks. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: yeah. No, Kellen, I, I you took Doug Mountain Doug Martin, uh, right? <laughs> uh, Doug <laughs> Mountain. <laughs> I didn't have too many drinks. What are you talking about? <laughs> Speaking of that, it's about time for a fridge run. Um... <laughs> No, Doug Martin, you took the words right out of my mouth. At the time, he probably was the consensus Mm -hmm. best player in the draft. Um, That being said, it didn't work out for Uncle Jeff, and there's not much he could have done for that. Shit happens. Yeah, it's not. Shit happens in
2: love and drafting.
1: Yep. (laughs) Um, But I will say, by taking Melvin Gordon in the second, he made up for he, it. He totally redeemed himself. It's just when you think you can't get any done. <laughs> um, other thing I had for Uncle Jeff's worst, um, only taking three draft picks. Um, Kellen and I took five. Good point. Yeah. I, what happened? Did he
0: go to sleep? I, what? I don't know. I <laughs> 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 did. not <he> Yeah. Have- <laughs> And the cave, and said he was done. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. See, I'm gonna be honest. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. give
2: Jeff credit here. Um, that was really funny, Brendan. Like the Telvin Smith pick in round five. Like right. I, I was more of a fantasy fan than I was a, a true football fan in the NFL at this point. And I've, I've since kind of loved all football since then. I've become to love it. I didn't know who the hell Talvin Smith was. And I think I tried drafting him in like round 10 because I didn't even notice he got drafted because I didn't know who the hell he was. Right. Jeff clearly knew who that guy was, and he's a hell of a player. Yeah. He was at least. So yeah, I give Jeff credit. He probably knew the players better than me and you did, Brendan. So I yeah. think that's probably why he focused more on the players than the picks, which I don't know if that was the right move at the time or not. But well, uh, I, mean, I, I think
0: I think Jeff did his homework. It, yeah,
1: at this point, it doesn't matter that
0: much. Well, and you can no. tell, you can tell though, in Jeff's records though, you know, he's been since so twenty sixteen, he's four and nine. Twenty seventeen, he's eight and five. Twenty eighteen, he's seven and six. Twenty nineteen, he's eight and five. I mean, he's he's that, been relevant every that's year. That's significantly every better year, than what Ray right.
1: Kellen were. Yeah,
0: it is. Right so up up until year. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but we'll, we'll, we'll see now though, because you guys are building up to it, you know, and he, he may be plateauing or maybe he's building too. So it'll be interesting to see where that goes. All right, Brendan. So who do you think the best value pick is of the entire dispersal draft?
1: 1.02. That
0: is (laughs) by far the best. Like I said earlier, I,
1: I didn't understand what that was. And Kellen yeah. snagged in what the fourth round and fourth round 11th and pick. It, it's something I'm shooting yeah. myself in the foot for.
2: Yeah, what about yeah. you, Kellen? Uh, yeah, I, I would agree, but I would also say I, I'm extremely biased. I'd say Aaron Donald in the fifth because he's, yeah, he's, he's a he's an all pro <clears throat> and, <throat> and he puts up the fantasy numbers to back that up. But I, uh, I could be persuaded, I, clearly, I'm biased on Aaron Donald. I could be persuaded that Zach Ertz in round 14. Yeah. Beats even the Aaron Donald pick. That was a hell of a pick.
0: And that's that what was I had, yeah.
2: Quite a snipe, yeah. I mean,
0: he's, he's, and in every season since this draft, and actually his last six seasons, he's had over 700 receiving yards as a tight end. I mean, yeah. He's he's just been phenomenal. So that was a fantastic pick. Granted, Jeff a baller didn't trade him for a third round pick later, but, you know, it was a fantastic pick on his part. For a third? For a third, yep. Yes. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, it was brutal. But, and Jeff will be upset if I don't mention this. Jeff also traded a third and got Devontae Adams. So, okay. you know. I see you, Jeff. So, he, he'll, he traded Zachary for Devontae Adams. Let's just say it like that. It makes both him and okay. Mike feel a little better okay. about their, uh, their snafus there.
1: All
0: That's right, fine. So who was the worst pick of the dispersal, Kellen? Um,
2: uh, Doug Martin, 1.01. Yep. Uh, enough said there. Okay. Okay. What about you, Brendan?
1: and I had the same exact answer once again. Doug Martin first overall. Once again, it's one of those decisions where four years later you're saying, oh, how could you take Doug Martin? At the time, Doug Martin was a hell of a player. You you can't
0: beat yourself up. I had uh, Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert. (laughs) (laughs) Is it crazy, though? Is this – is this it's the a Notre Dame bias guys. going the other way, Mister Michigan fan? Well, let me let me run the numbers by you, and then you can decide. Oh, so, these are ugly. I looked at these. Yeah. <laughs> so in the four years since <laughs> the he's got 91 catches for 1,055 uh, yards in nine touchdowns. He played in 30 of the 64 possible games, and half of that are from last year, where he played all 16 for the first time in his career. The guy has been just walking wounded. Which obviously you mm-hmm. can't see that coming.
2: Yeah, like Kellen oh. said earlier, he was a hell of a tight player. end.
0: Yeah, he, maybe, he yeah. was
2: a
1: hell. Of he a was, was he a player second round pick. Yeah, he was a second to the to the. I big think if second. he could stay healthy, he would be in not anymore because he's so old. But at one time, he would have been the top elite, not not the Gronk level elite, but he would have been a good fantasy football tight end.
2: So, well yeah. yeah, but shoulda coulda woulda. I mean he had Come an injury history going into it and you spent a se- you spent the fourth overall pick on the D- Exactly.
1: Exactly. I'm not saying yeah. I didn't mess up, but there was talent there exactly. to look at. I
2: mean, yeah. the dude's six, yeah. six, 255. two fifty
0: five. I'm looking at it right now. The guy's oh, yeah. just a he's, behemoth of a, a human being. He's a freak athlete. You know, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It just doesn't yeah. mean I'm not gonna take a chance to take a shot at a Notre Dame guy when he's down. So is it is it bad if I'm still not happen.
1: out of him, on him?
0: You, him, <laughs> brennan's gonna pick him up in the afternoon i think this one is the point, year
1: <laughs> i might be wrong and i might be thinking of a different league but i feel like i did have him at one point <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: great all right so we're gonna move on we're looking at uh, a little over an hour but i don't care we're powering through pretty good keep here, going so. we're powering, i just opened baby. my sixth beer we're good all right power up listeners here we go all right so now we're going to talk about your guys' strengths and weaknesses as fantasy football players. Um, you're both a little long-winded, which I like, so this could be good. Kellen, um, yep. why don't you start us off? What is your biggest strength as a fantasy football owner? Uh,
2: my biggest strength, um, in a word, it's drafting, I think. Um, I got as many whiffs as the next guy, but that just sort of happens in in fantasy. Uh, but drafting is my favorite part of fantasy. Prepping for the draft is where I do the overwhelming majority of my research. Um, I look forward to the draft for months ahead of time. And I love the draft format, even if it's in everyday situations. Like, I was in a bachelor party over the summer. We had all this leftover food and beer and liquor and groceries. And we decided to – I have to believe it was my idea to just snake draft the uh, (laughs) leftover stuff until everything was gone. So, I just have, like, a huge – passion for for drafting i I love it i love the idea of it and i eat mock drafts for breakfast lunch and dinner um (laughs) yeah that's that it's probably my strength.
0: very nice what about you brendan what's your biggest strength as a fantasy owner
1: so i actually took this as uh i thought we were gonna break down you know we each decided what each other's strengths were so i actually broke down kellen's strengths too as well as my own oh Um, for kellen i had i had the same Thing in different words is what you said, and that's that you do your research and you find the hidden gems. We already talked oh. about Cooper Cup. That's the nicest any... thing you've
2: ever said about me, brother Yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, we already that's talked not about little Cooper...
2: brother syndrome. I don't know what it
1: <laughs> is. Uh, we already talked about Cooper Cup, and I mean, I actually think he's gonna die out soon. But I think how dare you. For the four or five years that you're going to get out of him, it was a hell of a pick. Four or other five years? To, on other honorable mention is Matt Judon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember my Jimmy, oh, yeah. Jimmy, do you remember the late during yeah. the draft when yeah. he was all over Matt Judon? And oh, yeah. even you, who is the biggest X's and O's, guy was like, who the hell is Matt Judon?
0: I was. Grand I was, Valley State. I Sleep. was educated that day. He educated oh. me.
1: I wouldn't yeah. say this guy is a beast.
0: 30 his final year at Grand Valley.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say this guy is a beast in the NFL level, but he's a damn good depth guy that you just found. So yep. that is your biggest strength, I think, is just doing your homework, finding someone in the late rounds who at the very worst will be a good depth guy.
0: He's about to get the franchise tag. You drafted yeah. a guy yeah. in the fourth round that's getting an NFL franchise tag. That's impressive.
1: Matt? That dude, that, he might have been a free
0: a agent in our draft that year. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. would
1: have drafted him. No.
0: Yeah. Brendan, so that's that the nicest thing you've ever yeah. said about me. I might tear up. <laughs> so, do you have a strength for yourself then, too? Uh, strength for myself.
1: I am not willing to take a chance on someone. Um, <laughs> Wait, no, that's a weakness. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's kind of my weakness as well. Um what? <laughs> take Elaborate. Elib- I, I care too much.
2: I <laughs> I don't take vacation. I
1: try too hard.
2: <laughs> um I love too hard.
1: Take uh, take Lamar Jackson. This is a guy that I, I sound like Colin uh, what's-his-face out of Sunday Night Football. Here's a guy. <laughs> Here's a guy. Uh, Collinsworth.
0: Collinsworth. Collinsworth.
1: Yeah, I'm just lying in. Here's a guy. Here's a guy that I loved out of Louisiana, Louisville. not knowing if he would be as good as he would, but thinking, why the hell not take a chance on him in the third round? Late in the third round? He's got, Louisville.
2: Louisville. Not Louisiana. What did I say? Louisiana? Yeah,
1: well, I'm a fucking idiot. Take a <laughs> sip. <laughs> um, but there's been a couple of water too, yet. Like, Sprinkling on water. <laughs> I don't need that. I want spring break. Um, <laughs> but I loved him out of college, and who was it? Walter Jeff that took Baker Mayfield in like the second round, just yeah. because yes. they. <laughs> yes. they they thought that I was going to take him the very next pick. I don't remember and they who wanted was. To trade review. Right. So as soon as they took him, they offered me offered me a a trade, and it was like, no, I would have if I really wanted Baker, I would have taken him in the first round. Right. Yeah. I took a chance, knowing that I wasn't going to be a good team anyway, and I found my franchise quarterback. So I think that's one of the my strengths. You take Jalen. You're like, what? What is the strength? He's falling apart. He's falling apart.
2: Yeah. What (laughs) what is the strength in all that? He's losing it. All right. So (laughs) taking chances. I I don't know where you're
1: going with taking chances. Okay. (laughs) All right.
2: Well, yeah. Okay. Taking a tight end
0: in round two. Okay. Let's reel it back in.
3: All
1: right. That was round sixteen. All right.
0: Kellen, what is your uh, your biggest weakness as a fantasy owner?
2: Um, so I said drafting, which is is my strength, which is fifty percent of fantasy football. And honestly, to sum it up, and my weakness is the other fifty percent. It's the in season moves. I um, mean, <clears throat> which is obviously a huge fan of a huge part of fantasy, which is a problem. But I, I tend to hang on to players a little too long when it comes to them being at the end of their careers. Maybe I'm too greedy while in trade talks with another owner, but um, I'm sure it's burned me and it's probably burned me even more than I've realized. So I kind of need to, to know when to let people go. But the problem is like, like the Matt Judon thing uh, or or Cooper cop, like let's say they weren't, I I mean, for every one of those guys, there's three guys that I've really liked coming out of college. I'm like, he's going to be the guy. Just give it time. Just give it time. Just give it time. And it never, it never turns up. So there's probably too many instances of that that uh, burn me in the long run. Okay. What about you, Brendan? What's your biggest weakness?
1: <clears throat> so once again, I, I broke down Kellen's Speaking biggest right weakness. Speaking right now? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? Um, I broke down Kellen's biggest weakness, and I'm going to transition that.
3: <laughs> what this is an
1: intervention? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to break that down into my biggest weakness. So, Kellen's biggest weakness is that he loves his Notre Dame guys, which brings <laughs> that to- Look in the mirror, bud. <laughs> hang on, hang on. That brings me to my biggest weakness, which is that I draft the Notre Dame guys before you get a chance to draft them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was laughing at writing this, and part of it is because it's so true, but... Jalen Smith, Dexter Williams, CJ Procise, Equinemius St. Browns, etc. is what I wrote down. Et cetera. <laughs> So there's one of those people that I would like on my face. Exactly. The only one that hit is Jalen Smith in the second round, who I got ridiculed uh-huh. for, but uh-huh. everyone else is a complete bust because I am such a homer, and I take a chance in the late rounds on my guys. Nice. It has bit me in the ass. And
2: you still have a decent team through all of that,
1: which is pretty impressive, actually. Right. Lamar Jackson
0: cures a lot of ills,
1: doesn't he? And when we get to the 2019 draft, I'm going to bring up why I think I'm an okay team as of this point. But the other biggest weakness I wanted to bring up is I don't do enough research. I don't look up guys the way Kellen does. I don't hit on the late round guys. I'm, completely a homer and if I like you in college, I'm just going to follow you. I'm not going to pay any attention to the (laughs) combine. I'm not going to pay any attention to the The, draft. Do you say the Columbine? (laughs) 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 It's a combine. Okay. But I just don't do research. Well that got dark.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. So research is your biggest weakness. Okay. Research. So we're going to move on to our team review of your guys' teams. You're just going to review your own team. Um, so what are your strengths, Brendan? What are the strengths of your team?
1: Wide receiver and quarterback. Wide receiver, I am young, I'm fast, and I have a lot of them. Um, Michael Gallup, CJ, or Christian Kirk, um, Calvin Ridley, just to name a few. Um, all the guys within their first, second, or third year who are looking good. Um, quarterback-wise, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Say what you will about Josh Allen. Um, I joke about how good he is just because I'm a big Barstool fan and they're all about him. But
2: No, you're a slave to
1: Barstool. I'm a slave to Barstool. But either way, yeah. he's been a pretty good fantasy football quarterback this far. Um, obviously, Jackson has been MVP of the league coming out of nowhere. Um but those are my two biggest strengths, wide receiver and quarterback. I mean, you know, I'm fast, and I think I got a good future in both those positions. And you're
2: filled with Notre Dame players. Filled with,
1: <laughs> not really
2: anymore. Nah, yeah, because they all didn't they pay them all, out. They yeah. all ended up sucking,
0: but. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you completely that I had those as your two biggest strengths, too, um, especially quarterback. You know, you had Lamar and Josh Allen, like you said. Um, you scored 71 more points than any other team at quarterback. You know that's that's 4.4 points per game better than anybody. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, and that's 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 huge. You know, especially in our league, we're we're almost kind of a quote unquote quarterback premium with our five point per touchdown pass. You know, and Lamar <laughs> threw like 30 something touchdowns this year, so very very good for you there. So yeah. what about you, Kellen? What are the strengths of your can, team? Can I can I jump I want, in there real quick? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I want to take this time. I think Mike and I could be wrong, like two or three weeks ago sent me a trade offer. Uh, I woke up to it, and I had like three or four tests that week, and I just didn't respond. I think the question was, what will it take for you to give Lamar Jackson? And I just ignored it. Mike, I'm sorry, I just forgot to respond. I was busy that week. You could have picked up the time. Right. So, first of all, anyone on my team is available for the right price. Even for the right price, um, doesn't guarantee that I'm going to get rid of them just because of the, you know, attachment factor.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But sorry, I didn't respond. Don't, you know, not give me trade offers because of that. Um, I'll do better. All
0: right, good to know. Wow. Good to know. Look wow. at that. Yeah, the my reflection bad. Reflection is I'm really just,
2: this moment. Wow. I didn't
1: remember it until like three days ago when I was preparing for this. Like, oh shit, I forgot to respond to Mike. And I don't even know if it was Mike. It could have been someone else. But <laughs> Mike's was. like, uh, what the hell did I do? <laughs> Sorry about that. If you yeah. want to negotiate, negotiate. And that's the way to negotiate. Like, I don't think you should just send an offer out of nowhere. I think you really need to, like, hey, I want this player. What will it take? And after who knows how many texts back and forth, you come up with an agreement or a disagreement. It's not like... I wake up one morning and it's, hey, here's three whatever and for this player. I think that's the worst way to do it because you're yeah. usually not even close.
0: You know what I have found effective with you? You sit on yeah. the couch at the lake and you show highlight videos <laughs> of the player you're trying to trade to you. <laughs> and you show, you know, talk about how sweet McCole Hardman is and how fast oh. he is. And no, McCole, that 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 trade is gonna look really good for you. That
1: looked real good for you, and that worked.
0: Well we'll see. We'll see. So, that, so the trade was Robert Woods to me for McCole Hardman and a first to you. Um, I think so, it's a good
1: trade. No, a year later, I
0: think, but I think it's a great trade for both of you're us. You're absolutely a year later, right. But. You're going to win that
1: trade long term. There's no doubt. When I'm two, three up. beers deep, and you're showing me holiday videos in person, oh, that's two to
0: three
2: beers deep. Yeah,
0: two to three dozens.
2: Shut up. If you've only had <laughs> two beers, there's a problem. <laughs> well, you know well, you're I'm not right
0: but... now. He was talking about that at the lake during that trade. Mm. Yep. All yeah. All right. So moving well, on, I, Kellen. What are the strengths right. of your team? Oh, uh, my the strengths of my
2: team. Oh man, where am I in my notes? Um, D line. Okay. Spearheaded by Aaron Donald, uh, but I also have three very young, very high-ceiling players and Josh Allen, Marcus Davenport, and Cleveland Farrell. Okay. Um, I, I think everyone would probably agree that's, that's my, my top position. Um, I'm also very strong at running back with Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb. However, I'm in very serious need of depth at that position, so that's something I'm looking to address.
0: And that is, that is the single hardest thing to get in this league for oh, sure is, is depth 100%. at running back. Um, yep. <clears throat> so I, I had the same thing. Actually, one of the things that I said you were very strong at, that looking at your team may not be just something that, that is easily sticking out. Um, you were actually the number two team in quarterback scoring. Um, with That's Dak, surprising. With Dak and Stafford, yeah. when they played, they, play. they lit, People don't it, give up. Credit. They lit yeah. it up. They lit it up. So, yeah. you know, when you've got a breakout year from Cortland Sutton, you know, you, we all heard about Cooper Cup. You know, that's that's forty minutes of this podcast Who? right there. So you know, you you have a great building block. <laughs> you have great building blocks to build on. So all right, so we're gonna transition over to where your guys' teams need to improve. Brendan, where do you think you need to improve? We're running back. It is something that I've drafted
1: probably every year, two to what three. You, guys. About? you have Lamar Jackson. Yeah, right, exactly. No, he's the best passer in the league. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can't find running back depth. Finally, I think I have an okay Look at other schools other
2: than Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, well, I got David Montgomery and James White as my starting running backs, who aren't bad oh. starting running backs, yeah, they but are. there's no depth. There's absolutely no depth on, on the running back. So as soon as one guy goes down or there's a buy, I've got nothing to look for. The other improvement that I need to make is just overall depth. Um, We talked about the 2016 dispersed draft, how thin that was. And because of that, I'm just happy that I'm finally competitive and, you know, going close to 500 and not getting absolutely blown out by most teams. But either way, once again, it's as soon as there is a bye week or an injury somewhere in my lineup, I don't have guys who can, you know, competently fill that void.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I had your biggest weakness as just defense as a whole. Um, yeah. Your, your D-line scored um, point, 0.8 points per game above league average. So you had basically a league average defensive line, which is, is good. Um, your linebackers, though, were 2.8 points per game below league average. And, and your DBs were 0.7 points per game above. So, so as a whole, your defense was 1.3 points per game below league average. So you were right, you were right on that line, you know, that league average line for defense. Right. But, you know, with your offensive starters, and I do agree that depth is, will be an issue if players get hurt, but with your starters the way that they are, if you have an above-average defense, you're a lock for the playoffs with Lamar right. Jackson. You know, so that to me is one area that if you shored up this, this off season, uh, you may just put yourself right in there. All right, Callan, where does your team need to improve?
2: We need a lot. No, I was flattered by uh, your and yours and Ryan's uh, analysis of my, my team. I was actually pretty pumped that you guys were so high on my team, but uh, I needed to take a step back there and um I need literally everything except running back, D line, quarterback, and I could still improve at quarterback and uh your favorite position kicker. Um <laughs> oh, You know there there's more important positions out there, but I just needed a minute to talk about tight end because I have tried so hard and I've reached too hard probably on two separate drafts to take a stud tight end. One in OJ Howard and, and last year in TJ Hawkinson. You got, you and Ryan hit on it perfectly a couple of podcasts ago. O.J. Howard's being just wasted right now in Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, he's man. a hell of a pass blocker, but the guy's pass, catch, pass catching yeah, yeah, ability.
1: What? Jameis got LASIK. So. Yeah, but he still <laughs> doesn't even
2: look at O.J. Howard, and that's the problem. That he's he'll not in the game now, plan for the passing see game. Him. Get no, that it, it's a game plan. I mean sure. it's uh, it, so OJ Howard's thing wasted. He's a hell of a tight end. I spent a first round pick on the guy because he's so talented both in the blocking game and the passing game. Um I've got a hot take on Hawkinson here. Well, I don't know if it's here or in the draft recap, but um, yeah, uh, Hawkinson. I mean, he had a monster debut in the league, but he quick, he quickly fizzled out hard. Um, and I've I've plugged so many resources into finding one or two stud tight ends that's been frustrating. So, yeah, that's somewhere I look to build. I mean, Jimmy, we've talked and uh, we've talked like in in real life football and in fantasy. We both love tight ends, which oh, is, yeah. is a weird sentence to say out loud, but. um <laughs> Like, I don't know, a tight end just changes the game on the field. And then in this league, especially, you touched on it in one of the earlier podcasts. Mm -hmm. Having a stud tight end in this league is huge. And I realized that early and I tried so hard to find my guy and even my second guy to give me depth. It just hasn't worked out for me. It reminds me of the the Lions trying to figure out their offensive line. I mean, the Lions now have a, a pretty average, maybe, offensive line. you look at the resources they plugged into that position and it's embarrassing at how many draft picks and free agency signings that just haven't worked out. And it's like my, my tight end position.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Uh,
1: Just to build on that, I haven't found a tight end in the four years that we've been in this league. Like like yeah, we talked about talking to Eifert, but I've spent so many resources on trying to find someone else. Not well, yeah, Cole commands coming
2: out of Notre Dame this year, Uh-oh. so you'll be good.
1: Right, so that's like my first round pick.
0: But well, I'm going to go Claypool <laughs> for yeah, you no second. Right. Yeah. All right. So for your biggest weakness, Kellen, um, I had just defense as a whole. Um, you actually had a very solid defensive line group. You were number five All in defensive the line end. scoring. Yep, you you averaged two points per game above league ag- league, league average and D line. Um, your linebacker group was really good. You were the number five line, linebacker group, average four point one. Zach that's right, four point one points per game above league average. But so your DBs, holy dear God, you had the Roodle. worst, worst defensive back scoring in the IHFFL. You were literally Believe eight point four points per game below league average. You were giving—that's <laughs> <laughs> league average. That's not even the good teams. I mean, if you play the trade, team <laughs> you played a team like Rich or Norman did, you know, you're looking at a, a 15 points per game at disadvantage going into a week. You know, that's just – that's got to be fixed, you know, especially if you're going to really push and make the playoffs again, which I really think you can. Um, that, that DB unit has to be completely overhauled. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, so, Brendan, are you a playoff team in well, 2020? Well, let, me, let me address okay, that okay. real
2: quick. Go ahead. I, I feel like if the cornerbacks and safeties are, are getting a ton of tackles, and that just means they suck at their job. For safeties, you think that? No, not really, but cornerback, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> One just draft that, safeties. That's just me that being goes, defensive about a position I'm not very good at. That <laughs> goes back to my Richard Sherman draft back in the dispersal though, right? Yeah. Guy's so good he right. doesn't get points.
2: Well, I, I only have safeties. I don't have cornerbacks. Well, that's good. probably right. what burned
0: me this last year. No, no, no. no, on no. Always take the safeties. Safeties are reliable, safeties are consistent. Corners you might score, you know, Logan Ryan score two fifty one year, and then he scores 110 the next year. You just – no. Stay with the safeties. Just overhaul it. You'll be all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Brendan, are you a playoff team in 2020?
1: Um, I'm about where I'm at right now. I'm a bubble team.
0: Right.
1: If I have a fantastic draft for the next two to three years, I'm still a bubble team. Um, We talked about it a few minutes ago. Me and Kellen took absolute dumpster fires of teams. I'm expecting to be competitive, but still not have a great record. Um, so I could, for the next two to three years, I expect to be, Hey, maybe I get in Hell, maybe I make a first round win. Probably not three years from now. If I'm not, you know, one of the top three, four teams, then I'll be disappointed. But the next two, three years. Give me – yeah, give me the next two, three years, I'm – whatever. As long as I draft well, I don't care.
0: All right. I'll be a bad team. What about
2: you, Callan? I'm pretty much right in line with Brendan. I think I'm a playoff team next year. I was this year, just barely. Um, And I have a very young team, so I'll be a year older next year, which in my case is a good thing. Now, I've got a good amount of picks coming up, so I think I'll be able to address a few of my needs and become overall much better, uh, but still very young. So I'm probably in store for another first-round playoff. Exit. Maybe I see the second round, but I think anything after that is probably unrealistic. So okay. um, We're building to the future. We're We're getting better every year, but I don't think we're quite ready to make
0: a, a deep run. <laughs> we're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati. <laughs> exactly. All right, good. All right, so let's go over the uh, 20, eight, 2019 HFFL draft real quick. Let's do, um, Kellen, we'll do your first round picks, then we'll jump to Brendan's first round picks, then we'll go to yeah. the second round picks, et cetera. So, so Kellen, you okay. had the 101, so you're going to go ahead and lead us off here. You took so, Josh Jacobs. So, real quick, yep. um, I'm going to want to jump in on these. Do you want me to
1: shut up and let Kellen do his you know draft, his whole draft, and then I jump in and say how he does? Or do you want me to go pick by pick? We each. Give our thoughts. Yeah,
0: let's go pick by pick. I mean, each pick by
1: pick? pick. Cool. Yeah. All
3: right,
2: All go right. Ahead, so, so, Josh Jacobs, I, I think I made the right choice. He had 1,000-plus rushing yards and seven touchdowns as a rookie. Um, I, I've got a very quick synopsis on him, but I, let me know if you agree or disagree with this. I think next year in redraft leagues he's a top-ten pick. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. Disagree. You think he's fringe?
0: I think he's a second-round pick in, in redraft, start, redraft leagues.
2: Okay. Brendan, what about you?
1: I think he was probably the best running back in this draft, so I would say he still goes top
0: 10. Oh, ooh, okay. Uh, you're, you're saying top 10 overall, like in a startup top 10 redraft overall, league, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in
2: a redraft Yeah, yeah. League, yeah. I think he's a second-rounder. In second like round a, a, a 10 or 12 team, yeah, yeah. Okay. In a dynasty yeah, I startup, he might be top 10. Yeah. Nope, that's fair. And then um, I'll dive right into Nikhil Hare if you guys don't have anything on Josh
1: Jacobs or anything I, more. I pretty much agree with you. I think this is a, a good pick with 1.01. Running back is such a thin position. If you don't hit on one of the top few guys, then you're yep. screwed. Unless you yep. get incredibly lucky and found that late gem. Um, but, yeah, he. you know, you got to con- – give concern about who his quarterback is. Um, you heard reports a couple months ago that Tom Brady might be coming. You heard to Oakland, whatever, either way, you, you got to wish that you have a better quarterback to open things up for him. But I think he's doing okay. And I think that was the right thing.
0: Oh, I agree. Yeah. I think that was yep. locked down easy pick. They'll involve him more in the passing game going forward. He'll be more valuable going forward.
2: All right, Nikhil yep. Harry, 103. Yep. So I, I traded up for him. Uh, yikes. Uh, the guy only <laughs> played seven regular season games last year due to injury. Uh, but, uh, honestly, I'm not giving up on him. He's a physical freak from Arizona State. Hashtag forks up. And shout out to my buddy Cam getting his MBA right now in Tempe. Um, but I'm actually really surprised he ain't go number two in our draft. Uh, so when he was available at three, I made a move up to get him. Um so he he's got a, a reputation right now where he he just really underperformed his rookie year, and I can't argue that. But uh, I mean, when I drafted him, I envisioned him as possibly taking over that Gronkowski role of, of for, in the red zone.
3: Yeah,
2: uh, boxing off. He's got a huge frame. He's six foot four. I just envisioned him boxing off these five foot ten cornerbacks. In the red zone, score, and you know, maybe he only had 800 yards receiving, but also, you know, 10 touchdowns or something. Right. Um, that's kind of what I envision as, as his rookie ceiling. But um, so, I, I, obviously, that didn't happen. But um, I, I kind of want to talk about why I'm not giving up on him. Um, so I'm looking at the games log, game logs from last year. The volume for this guy to be successful is there. Um, he had two games with just one target. Obviously, that's very bad. He had one game with three targets, but the remaining four regular season games he had, he either had four or seven targets. And then the playoff game against Tennessee, he had seven targets as well. That's good volume for a rookie, especially on a shortened season on a team that likes to try and run the ball. Uh, the problem is he and Tom Brady. It was very evident they were not on the same page. Um and uh the bigger problem is with all those targets, Nikhil Harry he never had more than three catches in a game. Yeah. So they were way off. They were not even on the same chapter a lot of the time. So you know, there's all this talk about Brady. Is he gonna be back at the Patriots? Is he going for another team? I I'm calling the bullshit out right now. Brady's gonna be back. He's gonna be he's gonna retire a Patriot. There's no way he plays for another team. He and Nikhil Harry are gonna have an entire offseason to work on chemistry we'll see what Nikhil here can really do in 2020 and the years coming because the guy, the guy's a freak athlete. He's got all the tools. He's got the goat throwing him the rock. He's going to figure it out once he's figured out how to stay healthy.
0: Okay. What do you think Brennan?
1: Yeah, Kellen, I would say I agree with you. Um, <clears throat> in our other league we have together, I took Nikhil Perry as well. And I think he is a hell of a talent who, because of the injury he had early on, was not able to develop that chemistry that you want with Brady. Um, and I just think, I mean, just... Yeah, I mean, it was that
2: clear him. that Brady didn't trust him. Right. He, yeah. he didn't so, trust anyone outside of Edelman.
1: Chances are, they kill Harry's, like, at Brady's house right now or is going to Brady's house in the next couple months, and they're going to be throwing passes on the beach or some bullshit Instagram story bullshit. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the guy. The guy has talent and He's I think just legs. give give it time. The problem is Breed whether it's this year or it's next year or it's two years from now, Brady's gonna be gone soon. And my question is what happens to Nikhil Harry then? Um I just don't know. Yeah, so good point. I still think 1.03 for what his talent is was a good pick. But what's going to happen? If you are not a contender now, what's going to happen in two, three years to Nicky Larry? Mm -hmm. So that's my thought on it. I still think it's a good pick. I still would have done the same thing. Um, You wouldn't have gone Metcalf, huh? Well, yeah. But that's splitting hairs at the time. Yeah, I would have gone Metcalf. Knowing what I know now, but – I still think the guy's got a hell of a talent.
0: Yeah, and I I think it's one of those situations right now where you have no choice but to see it through because, you know, right. it's not he's not someone that you're going to get value for right now. You know, everybody if they're going to no. make you an offer, it's going to be a, a piss poor buy low offer. You know, so right so he he right now is just guy you got to hold and and ride and see what you see what you get in 2020. Right. right. What about know- uh, go ahead.
2: In, in no way am I looking to, like, looking to deal the guy. I'm still excited right. to see what he's got. And like I said, he's got the tools, he's got the size, and he's got a little bit of opportunity this year. So, uh, as long as Brady's around. So, I'm not looking to dish the guy. But If anyone is interested, hit me so
1: <laughs>
2: I No, I I, I really am excited to still have this guy on my team. He's, a
1: he's definitely got talent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right,
2: 109,
0: you took TJ Hawkinson.
2: Yeah, so um, – I mean, as everyone on this in this league knows, I mean, Hawkinson burst on the scene in Week One last year. Um, I've got a hot take on this guy. Um, I would argue he's a matter of inches away from being uh, one of like a top three offensive rookie of the year front runner after the first five weeks of the season. Hear me out. Um, he exploded Week One against Arizona. Nine targets, six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. It left, it left the Lions fans drooling, and then the following weeks he really let us down. But he fell victim to multiple drop passes, some even in the end zone. More end zone targets that were caught, and he either had a pinky toe that was out of bounds, or he was called for illegal touching for stepping out of bounds and coming back into a it, coming back in bounds to catch a would be touchdown. Uh, I can remember there was another game in the season that Stafford just missed him for a wide-open touchdown. Football is a game of inches, so hopefully Hock can clean these things up because he has the tools to be a Pro Bowl tight end in this league. Um, He'll always be compared to George Kittle because of the Iowa connection. And Kittle didn't break out until second year, but, I mean, that's obviously, like, the ceiling. Uh, Kittle's arguably – the best tight end in the league. At worst, he's number two for when it comes to pass catching and blocking. Um, but another year of learning the playbook, getting that under his belt, a healthy quarterback coming back in an offseason of cleaning up those mistakes that were seriously just a matter of inches. That should really pay. Yeah, for sure.
1: Brendan, do you got anything? I mean <laughs> – Excuse me. Beer went down in the right room. Yeah. Uh,
2: my I, I, my AirPods uh, disconnected, but um, so hopefully you can stay healthy. I mean, yeah. then the the worst case scenario is this is just a shoulda, coulda, woulda type of player that uh, makes him a perfect lion for life.
1: the The way I see it, this is your third pick in the first round. Why not take a shot at someone yeah. who people were high on, and even throughout the season, he showed signs of. Holy shit! This guy could be unbelievable, right? Obviously, he also showed signs of the other direction of and he could be bust, whatever. I still like him. I think at the well, very when you take worst, a tight
2: end eighth overall, exactly. Right. I think at
1: the very worst, you have a good second string tight end on your team.
2: Well OJ Howard's not doing shit until he leaves Tampa Bay.
1: Right, but I gotta believe you're gonna f- figure that out soon, right? Whoever your first ring is. We're we're sure trying, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I'm the same way. I haven't had a tight end since I entered this league. I tried
2: yeah.
1: doing Tyler Eifert. So He
2: tried doing f- Tyler
1: Eifert. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a good looking guy. I <laughs> so right. I don't know. I still like it. Let's well, go for what why the hell not? Yeah, I I think you're okay. At the worst case scenario, he's he's better than a tight end is a position where there's four or five in the league, and then there's a huge drop-off between the next class. And you're one of the cases where you've got somebody kind of that can balance the first and second class tight ends, I think. So I think you're okay.
0: Okay. All right. Let's, we're going to just do the first round picks. Cause we are running long here. So Brendan, we'll do your first round picks here. So you took David Montgomery at one Oh two. What do you think about that pick? See I like later. David
1: Montgomery. Um, he is somebody who had an okay year. First of all, I want to say overall in my draft, he, I am I hit a home run or I strike out swinging. Um, <laughs> If you look at my guys, like David Montgomery looks like he could be a very good running back. He was obviously listed for the most part number two throughout the year um, and put up decent numbers when he doesn't have a quarterback to open things up for him. I still really like him, and I think if Mitch can give him a little bit of help and if the Bears offense trusts him to take the number one carries, I think he could be – he could be a stud. For sure.
0: What do you think, Callum? On Montgomery.
2: um Is yes. a decent pick. Um, it's probably the right pick because I would have gone to kill Harry, which we've already been over. So, that's um, yeah, a good pick. I mean, in hindsight, it should have been DK Metcalf, but I don't think anybody would have done that there.
0: Right. No. The only the only concern I had about Montgomery is that he had the exact same amount of carries as Josh Jacobs, but had 266 less rushing yards. Um, you know, that could be a, a function of team. His offensive line was definitely worse than the Raiders offensive line. Um, but that's something he absolutely has to clean up. He has to be more efficient. But the Bears offense as a whole was inefficient in 2019. So um, I do agree that he does have a, a bright future. Um, And and I think you got a nice player there in Montgomery. So, at 1.11, you took Hollywood Brown, Brendan. What do you think about him a year later? Hollywood. (laughs) This is a guy that I absolutely loved coming
1: out of college. And at the time, I remember thinking, looking at my second-round picks and thinking, I don't think he's going to be there. Um, So, I reached a little bit. And it has paid off very, very well so far. He is definitely one of those guys where he is an all-or-nothing wide receiver. Um, he's either going to score the 60-yard bomb or he's going to get 30 yards. But I love mm-hmm. him. I think he's got a, an incredible talent, especially when – You either he hit a hard run Jackson. or strike out swinging. He's exactly.
2: exactly. He's a perfect guy the guy.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um same with like the the will fuller type of guy he's either gonna be hurt and not do anything or he's gonna <laughs> mr glass <laughs> hamstrings himself yeah. and i feel like hollywood brown's gonna be the same exact player he's gonna score those 60 yard touchdowns or he's gonna do 40 yards on you really. no i don't either but that's kind of sure. the type of player he is year one looks like he's gonna be a good player so we'll see mm.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think Hollywood was a good pick. You know, you get a wide receiver with that kind of NFL draft capital at the 11th pick in the first round. You know, that's, that's nice, especially since you have Lamar. So those weeks where he does score those 60 yard touchdowns, you know, it's, it's, a, du- from it's Lamar. a double down from you. Multiply. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's hard to beat you in a week yep. where he gets a touchdown like that. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're going to jump forward a little bit here to our league rule change ideas. Um, but we'll start with, you know, we've brought up some some rule changes, Ryan and I have in the last two pods. Um, Brendan, do you have anything as far as a new rule that you'd like to bring up or discuss? I
1: nothing. You got nothing. Um, got nothing. Okay. I'm in this. I'm in the
0: spot where uh, where
1: I'm we so make new. up our time. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> new the and I I don't know. I I still feel like I don't deserve a say in anything. I'm still learning that ins and outs. Whoa! So you pay your dues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but like. Still, I I don't have any ideas. I, if you bring up an idea, I'll I'll have my opinion on it. But I got nothing new.
2: Okay, what about you, Callan? Ah, uh, last place team cuts off a pinky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right,
2: big cat. Sorry, Corey.
1: <laughs> you, you say um, you say I'm a fucking diehard Barcelona guy. What about you?
2: <laughs> well, I've had that idea for years. Don't make that a bar barstool. Yeah, all right. All right.
1: Big cat. Uh no,
2: but no, uh, seriously, Jimmy, how do you feel about a kicker premium?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, but no. Okay. No, seriously though. I I don't have any specific ideas, but I like the idea of making sure there's a balance uh in points between offense and defense. Yeah. So, um the the thing I love about this league, this is my only league where I have defensive players. Mm-hmm. Um just uh, keeping that in balance is what's huge to me.
0: And that's that's one thing that since we did switch over to MFL and now that we have our tiered scoring for defense, you know, with each position scoring different points for everything, um, it's it's been nice and it has balanced out. Um, so it's it's definitely made the league more fun for me, honestly. So yes. Yeah. All right, yeah. so let's move on to the, the rule changes that we've brought up and we've talked about, uh, Ryan and I have brought up and talked about, it, and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on these. So, Brendan, what do you think about having the head-to-head be the first tiebreak for playoffs?
1: I'm for it. Um, You're all for
0: it. I, as somebody who doesn't win a lot,
1: as of now. You <laughs> <laughs> um, sounded so sad when you said that. <laughs> hey guys. Lot. I'm guys real sad. I'm, sad. <laughs> oh, I'm just here to have a good time. Um. No, but, I mean, it's <laughs> – that's the easy – drive like Notre Dame players. <laughs> I don't understand why that's not already a thing. I got to feel like if, if that gets voted on, that is the easy easy pick. That, I mean, that's how it is in every sports league, right? For the that, part, yeah. If there's a tie, yeah. it, it goes to the head and head. Yep. So, so that, 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 to me, then, is a no-brainer
2: you agree with that then, Kellen? Oh,
1: 100%.
2: I mean, I I look at college football. It's got the best regular season in sports because the regular season actually matters. It's not like the NHL or the NBA where you're just so diluted that it doesn't even matter. I mean, you want to win, obviously, to help your record in the regular season. But to put even more of an emphasis on it is even – it strengthens it. It strengthens it. So, I think that's what – Brendan nailed it. I, I think that's what the standard should be in fantasy is head-to-head should be the first tiebreaker. So I'm 100% for that one. All right. Cool.
1: Can, I, can I back up for a second? Yep. Real changes that I think um, increase the amount that you owe for this league. This oh. is by oh, far yeah. the most um, work cheapest. that I have to put into a league, yet it's the yeah. cheapest.
0: Nope, and I... that is a
1: joke. As somebody who probably earns the least amount of money in this league <laughs> – of $0 per league per year. You got um, negative salary, bro. Yeah. I, I'm $100,000 in debt. Um, Mary Jo, I you know want to help I me out?
2: I to the public, but all
1: right. <laughs> Mary Jo, so, you want to help me
2: out? He yeah,
1: I'm still willing to – for the amount of work that I put in this league, I'm We're willing to play 10.
2: plasma on the street right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's 15 right what? now. Just I'm
1: willing to go, <laughs> yeah. I'm to go – it's 15?
2: Yeah. I'm willing up
1: to an even 20. Minimum 30, I'll pay you uh, as most of 50. I, I, let's come on, let's pick it up, guys. I agree That's,
2: completely. I agree. As somebody Brandon who isn't the even smartest con- thing you've said,
1: as someone who's not even in contention of winning for the next five years, <laughs> like if I won right now,
0: I'd. What
1: am I gonna do with
0: twenty? You're gonna win box? seventy dollars. Yeah. Cool. You're I pay get that an... eight-dollar cover at the bar and buy a case yeah. through eight bucks. Cool. <laughs> I can
1: buy a case of twelve lights of Bud Light. Sick. <laughs> so all of you who vote that no year after year, feel bad.
0: Feel bad. <laughs> fuck you. What did he say? <laughs> He's dropping up bombs over here. I said fuck wow. you.
1: Oh wow! I, I'll give That's you excessive. my money, but if I win, I want to win.
0: Right, make it worth it. <laughs>
1: this is this all is right.
0: bullshit. Let's get this back on the rails here. <laughs> yeah, all right, Kellen, <laughs> right, what do you think about tight end premium?
2: Um, I'm actually against this. Okay, uh, and we've talked how much we love tight ends, but I think the top tight ends would become too good. Okay, um, uh, I love the spirit behind it. Um. I just don't think there's a way to fix that problem, I guess, that um, the tight end average is just going to be significantly behind the wide receiver average. I mean, you look at the, the tight ends like Kelsey and Mark Andrews, if there was a premium on those guys, they'd be top eight, nine players in the league, and that's just too much for a tight end. Okay. um, that's how I feel about it but yeah we've talked I love tight ends just as much as you do but maybe it's just because I don't have a stud tight end like that but yeah what do you uh,
3: think
2: it's
1: too tight heavy. yeah I I definitely see that I definitely
0: see that Um, so
1: for me tight end is my favorite position in the league um my sport was hockey growing up and even though I'm not a big guy I love the physical contact in hockey where you could get hit even though I was five foot nothing,
2: five um, foot nothing, hundred and nothing. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I I love. I was a target. I loved taking a hit, and I loved well, you know, you potentially scoring a goal. Can
2: tell by watching right, you,
1: right? <laughs> but I still loved it, and that's kind of what a tight end is in football, right? They take a hit, yet they get school, still score points, and that's why it is one of my favorite positions in football. Yet there's like four or five elite ones in the league. And then there's a huge drop off in the next year. And that's what scares me. I've been going after a tight end for, since I got into this league in 2016, I've yet to find a good one. And making a tight end elite kind of scares me a little bit because that makes, if you own the top four or five, you are in such a huge advantage and everyone else is screwed. So so it is you're one saying of you're things. not
2: against it, right?
1: I'm I'm not really against it. I'm you not lost me in forward. the detail. I'm kind of oh. I'm kind of in the middle. Like I there's one of the most important positions in the league, but I don't know. People who have the good ones are at such a different advantage than the people who have an average one. Right. No,
2: that right. makes sense. That makes sense to me. Ronan, we are the same exact damn hockey player. You did not love taking hits. I did. Love, I did. Love, no, you didn't. You were such a puss.
1: I never got hurt. hurt. As was I.
2: Yeah. Okay, Mister ACL.
1: That was. I a think completely I love
2: Deliver hits, unlike I was ever able to. So, I think that's what you meant to say. But, anyways, moving on.
0: Moving on. So, not at all. We're gonna talk about the defensive scoring a little bit. Um, Ryan and I brought up potentially taking away .25 points per tackle for defensive backs. What do you think about that, Brendan?
1: Hate it. So, if if I why why should a defensive back get less points for a tackle than any other position?
2: Because they suck suck at their job and they
1: didn't. So put it this a wide way:
2: wide receiver from catching the ball, aka so put their it job.
1: This way. A minor a minority gets into a college. <laughs> Oh, here we go. With the, same, <laughs> with, <Whoa. laughs> with the same exact grade point average as somebody else.
3: <laughs> and we're I'm off so the rails. I'm so scared where this is going. You spots. have this
2: written down. Please tell me you have this example written down. And you've been waiting
1: for two hours. <laughs> I've had it, it ready to fire. go for two weeks. I didn't write it down, it. but it's <laughs> the same exact thing. It's the same exact thing. Oh, oh Lord. I'm terrified mo- and excited to see where this is going. Two people do the same amount of work, the better one should go.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Kellen, what do you think about <clears throat> taking away 0.25 points per tackle from a defensive back? I don't
1: know, Jimmy. I don't either. Um, oh, my goodness. I I, I
3: say, if a quarterback throws up mad tackles that he
2: sucks at
0: his job, we need to wrap this up, because Someone's losing it here. All right. So let's let's move on and talk about the one thing that I know Kellen wants to talk about. We'll see if Brendan can hold it, hold it together for these next couple questions here. Brendan, why? i All right, so, Brad Kellen, should we remove the kicker and replace it with an offensive flex?
2: Absolutely not, and I give you – I mess around with you a lot on this, but I firmly believe that kickers are a huge part of the game in both fantasy and real football. They can win you games. Um, uh, Look at the Lions against the Packers this year. When the Lions did get boned on a couple – or three – Continuous third down plays uh, against the Packers at Lambeau. Um, Mason Crosby still able to win it. Look at that! So, um, no, I'm dead serious. I, I, kickers are a huge part of the game. Uh, kickers are people too. Um, I'm all for adding a flex, though. I don't see why we can't add a flex and keep a kicker. Okay, so I, that's that's how I feel. Brendan, do I dare even ask? <laughs>
1: um,
2: I agree, hundred percent. We don't. Um, we don't need a metaphor. You can just give an answer.
1: <laughs> no, my that that was the one questionable thing I had all night. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree though. Um, who is the, that? That Bills kicker? I forget what week, but he scored twenty-one of twenty-one points. Right? He controlled the game he should get, you know, he should deserve the fantasy football points from that game. So I don't understand why you want to get rid of kickers. They control the game. They're a huge part of yeah. the game. And they deserve I mean, the points that they get. And, and they're, you're they're the
2: most unpredictable position in fantasy. I get that. But another example I have is that Monday night football game a few years ago, Lions versus Ravens. I think Justin Tucker hit four field goals. Four field goals. The Ravens didn't score a touchdown, but the Ravens won the game. So, right.
3: Um, so, yeah, Jimmy, kicker, you,
2: kickers can actually take over a football game. So, I, right. I feel like they're integral to fantasy
1: football as well. And, Jimmy, your biggest thing is yeah. what if a kicker just gets hot at the right time? Well, I mean, that's football. What if a wide receiver gets right. hot at the right time? What if a quarterback gets hot at the right time? Running it's not, back, what whatever. It's not. It's what if not Derek Henry gets hot at the
0: right time? Yeah, it's not that they get hot at the right time, though. It's, it's just the unpredictability and the variability in a right. kicker. You know, you but get a Kaimi football. Fairbairn. No, it is. I'm not arguing that. You could say that You get a right Fairbairn who – you really can't, though. <clears throat> because you get a Kaimi Fairbairn who averages sure six, six points per game over the course of a whole season, then in a playoff game or week 14 of our league, he comes out and kicks six field goals. He and he 40 yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. It just, yeah. No, I, I no, I I completely and that's the thing. Like I've never, I've never, I understand exactly where you guys are saying, exactly where you're coming from. To me, I just I hate him and I'm on a crusade to get rid of him. <laughs> and I know that it's it, it's a lame and endless it's crusade that'll never it's work against the world. But that's all right. You know, I'm, I'm fine with going out of limb. All right, Brendan, what do you that's think about think. our? What do you think about our practice squad idea?
1: One of those things that I just don't know a lot about um, from what I do know, I'm not against it. Okay. And that's kind of all I have to say about it. Okay. Callan?
3: Yeah.
2: I'll keep this one quick. I'm not, a, I don't fully remember this is, I think it's like a handful of players that are on your team, but you can't plug into a starting lineup. Is that accurate?
0: Kind of. Yeah. So what it is, is there, yeah. it's, there's a three player practice squad those players, players have to be yeah. either rookies or in their second year. They are not okay. on your active roster, but you can promote them to your active roster if you'd like. You know what I mean? If you want to promote mm-hmm. – say your active roster right now for our active rosters, I think, are 28 or 29. So if you want to promote them yep. and drop someone, then you can start that player absolutely. Or if you just want to have him as a stash, you can leave them on your practice squad. You know, and if you're Corey, for example, not saying he could or should do this, but I will show you guys the loophole before we even get started here – Corey takes a guy at one-on-one, and he doesn't want his that player to hurt his potential points. He puts him on a practice ask, squad. It, it does not impact potential points? No, it does not impact your potential points. Oh, that's points. clutch. So, yeah. it just, I don't it just it, but like all these third and fourth round players that we all take and we hold on to for two weeks, like you, mm-hmm. Brendan, did with Herb Smith, you know, those are the players that you throw on your taxi squad or your practice squad, and you just let them sit there. And it's like DJ Chark, all of a sudden they start blowing up. You promote them, you put them in your lineup, and you play them. You know, it just gives you somewhere to, to stash young players. And then the, the counter, you know, for that is if we have a practice squad, we can lower the the roster size from, say, 28, 29 down to 26, 27, whatever. And then it just it makes free agency more rich while still giving you that same flexibility to have players. Um, it just it – just, deepens the, the free agent pool while also giving you a, a place to stash young players. So just, just an idea. And, and Ryan and yeah. I will bring up more and we'll talk about it more on a different pod um, just so we can make sure that everybody understands thoroughly, you know, the ins and outs of it. But but it is something that we should explore a little more.
2: So, well, it's intriguing for sure. Uh, if, yeah. If it's only three players, I'm definitely interested. But no, um, man, yeah, it's something I wish I would have had when I was like starting out in Corey's position. <laughs> Yeah, um, that'd be nice. It it might be a way to kind of level the playing field. So I I think it's definitely something to keep in mind. I'm kind of in the middle of the road on it right now. So I don't have strong feelings about it.
1: Yeah, I'm probably good with it. And going back to the Irv Smith thing, that's something that I was going to bring up earlier, but we were running long. So we cut the the drafting short. That is someone who I took a chance on late, not expecting much. And yeah, ended up pick, being, yeah, ended up, he was my last pick in the in the fourth round. And <clears throat> I don't know, he, he looks like somebody, as soon as Kyle Rudolph slows down a little bit more or just flat out retires, could be somebody who could be really, really good in the future. And I've gotten a few picks for him, uh, a few offers for him, I should say. And sounds I- Sounds like you appreci- just wanted
2: to talk about you nailing a later round draft pick.
1: No, I just want to say like, I, <laughs> I've been denying a lot of picks for him, a lot of offers for him, and I just want to say I'm not just flat out refusing your offers. I'm looking at them and thinking about them. I just don't think they're enough. I think this guy's going to be really, really good in a few years, so if you want Herb Smith, you got to offer a little bit more.
0: Except for you, Mike. I'm going to make you sit on a trade for a week. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> or for like,
1: a, or, or for a month.
0: That's right. my bad. Kellen, what do you think about championship trophy? Oh, I'm all
2: for it. I <laughs> mean, yeah. uh, the Keeper League I run has a golden laptop. I found an old laptop, and I spray painted it gold. Uh, <laughs> nice. Same buddy that um, – my I got a buddy that repeated. Same buddy that introduced me into the DraftKings League. Shout out Matt. Yeah. Um, and shout out Brendan, too, probably for allowing, allowing Matt to trade review for Christian McCaffrey to set him up for it. I still like that what trophy. I got from it. I still like it. Uh, yeah, you're an idiot then. Saquon Barkley. Um, yeah, yeah, so the, the golden laptop hasn't left the same set of hands in three years. Uh, Matt's probably right. going to listen to this. So It'll shout be out fucked to fucked in like three he years. Hey, uh, Matt. I don't know about that, Thank and you. I don't appreciate your language. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the trophy's a fun ass. Hi, Mom. I know you got yourself a.
1: Love you, Logan. He's, <laughs> <loser>. <laughs>
2: He's losing. <laughs> Brendan, water. Um, no. Yeah, the I'm is drinking a
1: to
2: it. No. So. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're, all right. Um, but yeah, yes, that's the the like is a fun aspect. I'm all. I'm all for an idea. I don't really have a great idea. other are in the golden laptop. But <laughs> yeah.
1: Let's uh, let's think of
0: some ideas. What do you think, Brendan? Should we do a trophy?
1: I think a trophy is a great idea, but the problem is. Nobody gives a shit about the golden laptop anymore three years in. <laughs> so it's because the same
0: guys had it every year.
1: No, but I still three don't years. think anyone cares.
2: So it, it
1: better be good, it better be designed well, it better so the great. guy who
2: got trade rate.
1: All right, Mr. Uh, only won one championship in that league where i won two. But I still think it's gotta be done right. And it's got to be cool and just do it right type of thing.
2: Okay. Brendan, I think you would like to say that you should just be more cash.
3: Sure.
0: I'm fine with that too. All right, yeah, Brendan, what do you nice. think about a, a trophy or something to, to make fun of or do to the worst team? What do you think about that?
1: Same thing. It needs to be right. It needs to be fair. The um, okay. thing I want to bring up is me, and Jeff came into absolute dumpster fires So if you get something that's kind of serious, not saying we're gonna do a tattoo type of league where you have to get a tattoo. I don't I don't want it to escalate that far. But it would have been wrong for us to have to do something like that, same as what Dave and I forget what the other guy's name is. It's not even Dave, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Sam? Sam? Sam
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got it. But I got something
1: it. it needs to be something fair. It needs to be something <clears throat> not permanent. It needs to be something funny. So something we can't cut off a pinky. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cause could you imagine if we had something serious the, the year that we came right. in? Right. We would have right. been absolutely screwed and we would have had nothing to do with it.
0: Yep. Well, this is right. basically this is what we're going to do to easy. Corey for the next two or three years. I mean, there's right. no chance. And that's what I'm saying. Listen. Like, right. He
1: should get some sort of reception.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. right. his team's a dumpster fire. But. What
2: do you think, Alan? So it's tough for this league because, like, you know, we, we have the new new owners kind of taking over Yeah. if anyone drops out. But, like, I've heard of leagues where, like, you pay per loss or something like that. So okay. it, you kind of, like, you know, it's kind of an interesting feature. Um, I like
3: that. Yeah, you know, sure. if we're
2: not going to cut off a pinky, then and get a frame recovering <laughs> gold. Then I don't know what I'm doing here. Right. But, um, no, I don't know. Like um, I, I like the idea. I'm not. I don't know. I don't, I'm not all fully out to embarrass whoever comes in last place because I'm not going to say I lost on purpose, but I sure as hell have t- sold my current assets yep. for future assets. Yep. yep. But in a strategic manner. Um. I don't know if we should be punished for that because I wish actually the Detroit Lions would follow that model. At <laughs>
1: time. So something um, the Detroit Red Wings are doing right now.
2: Yeah, so kind of like
3: I don't
1: know who I are you're winning not money right
2: now and having nothing to be excited about. That's kind of torture enough, but I'm not against having something fun. I've heard right. of the leagues doing like loser has to take like the SAT too or something. <laughs> that might be a little intense for uh, for a, a dynasty league for a redraft leagues. I'm all for it. Okay. Um. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's all I got
0: that. all right well well i want to thank you guys for coming on um obviously we ran a little long and if anybody listened to this in one sitting i'm sorry i don't know how you got through it in one sitting but it's a multiple episode type of podcast yeah you're gonna to have to break this one. all right you have to break this one up but that's okay Fine. but i appreciate yeah. you guys coming great, on like, i appreciate great. you guys putting the putting the work in i know it, it does take a little time to get ready for one of these but Thank you guys for doing it. And I think you guys did a nice yeah. job. Brendan yeah. brought the heat a little bit here and there, which I, I like. I didn't
1: so. do well on a fist test because of this. So you're welcome. Oh,
0: that's
2: good. Oh, uh, don't admit that. Mom's Still dead. did 3% better than average. So <laughs> oh. better than <laughs> your embarrassment. But hey, right, no, I, I had a blast. I'm
1: an embarrassment. Here. I'm prep- a doctor.
2: Okay, <laughs> here go. well. Anyways, Brendan, Chase Claypool put up 19 reps on the bench press and, and had he, a good 40 time. So are we locking in that first-round pick? Oh, it's over. He's Me and Jimmy
1: first. were talking about it. Or yeah, yeah.
2: Claypool blew
1: up. Before he came out, yeah. No,
2: he, he actually looked really good. Yeah, especially at uh, what, 6'4", 238,
1: running yeah. a 4-4 four, four, four something. Yeah, so. He was yeah, talking about like going that. to tight end, so it'll be really interesting to see who takes one where. Yeah, yeah he, he was. Said, right? He said he'd be He's a, a physical. physical dude. Dude. No, That's he He he's,
2: he's, <laughs> he's bailed out Ian Book so many times. as a wide receiver. Jimmy, who are you looking forward to watching in uh, the
0: combine? Uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Or oh, tonight? Just in general. Well, I was interested to see Judy. He looked good. Um, but to- I'm really interested in the running backs tomorrow. Uh, what, Taylor, what did Judy run? Like mid four fours, I think. Not bad.
1: Not bad. Fun cool. f- fun fact about Judy: He is not Jewish.
0: Yeah, he did, he? Say, he did say that. He did say that. <laughs> what a, he said that? Yes. Yeah. He did. What a bizarre. He got a tattoo, a Jewish star tattoo. Uh, tattoo, and he had the star of David. Yeah, he's he's a little he, he dumb, I guess.
1: He looked dumb. No, I'm not Jewish, man. Yeah,
0: that's what he said. <laughs> no, oh. I'm not Jewish. All right, so we're gonna All wrap right. this up. But thank you guys again for coming on. I really appreciate your time, and everybody, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Jimmy. Thanks, Had a great
3: time. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. See you, boys.